the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can take us with you as well and uh, see us, right, on the YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. It's always important on a Threadbare Thursday that you be subscribed so you can get in on the discussion, throw out uh, the topics that you want talked about uh patrick holt's already thrown one out what's the worst christmas gift you've ever gotten oh my i'm going to have to think about that i i immediately (laughs) had a story that i cannot tell on this show under any circumstances um i know the worst christmas gift i ever gave Uh uh-huh i think that's the more interesting story oh i got separated like nine days before christmas and what did you give her? Uh, uh, you know, that was the most difficult uh, shopping experience I've ever had. Was it? <laughs> I think we nestled on a Blu-ray player. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. I don't either. Like, Blu-ray player. I mean, I was thinking like paper bag with something <laughs> in it on fire on her doorstep. Oh, or... I defecated in this bag <laughs> exactly <laughs> you can merry have. christmas <laughs> happy ho ho holidays <laughs> <laughs> yeah worst christmas gift i ever got i mean i mean i have like i have like disappointing memories of christmas of like like one year i remember getting the same set of baseball cards that i already had from a from an aunt and the thing that I remember most about it is how mad my mom got. Yeah, I was like six, I think, when I opened it and went, I already have these and tossed it to the side, which was, I mean. You're six. Right. I mean, you, you right. Like, it wasn't outlandish or anything, but it was like, it was one of those moments where I remember, like, mom having to drag me to the side and go, that's not how you think, and, you know, you'd be grateful even though you have it and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I remember one Christmas I didn't get anything. Except for gift cards. I've told you that story. You think I'm crazy, but but I was mad because I like the act of opening presents. And when I got all envelopes with gift cards in them, I went, ah, this is the worst Christmas ever. I Look, if you want to get me a Christmas present, I'm the easiest person to shop for ever. Either buy me something in a double X that has a Jet logo on it or pull out your 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 wallet find you a crisp bill and put that in a card that i'm not gonna read boom gift given i'm that guy yeah easy i mean i'm not particularly difficult to shop for i mean if you watch this on youtube you see that the vast majority of my wardrobe it all kind of looks the same mm-hmm. i wear a lot of under armor things mm-hmm. uh, there's kind of a reason for that that we'll detail in new year um volcom shirts we can we can get you some new volcom shirts. those have kind of been faded out of the out of the wardrobe oh have they yeah for a reason that i'll again detail in the new year um but i mean other than that just give me cash like you're not going to pick what it is that i want that's highly unlikely right 
Yeah, your gift card story, best Christmas ever. Right. Sweet. You let me go get what I want, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, no, I don't like it. I, I just, something about it I didn't like. Yeah. Jason Trump said there was a Christmas when he was a teenager. He got like 20 bottles of body spray and cologne. <laughs> By the end <laughs> of the day, I went, do I really smell bad? Everybody everybody bought him Axe because, I mean, that's what you did, right? Everybody that's, what teenagers, made- that's what the kids are wearing these days. Well, I, oh, yeah. No, it was Curve in my in my day. Curve. You remember when Curve had to be the most popular cologne brand on the planet? I don't because remember every Curve. Every dude wore it, including me. I don't remember that one. I don't wear cologne now. Nah, what's, what's the point? I don't go anywhere. <laughs> Holt said his high school girlfriend got him a uh, a chocolate candle that smelled awful, and they ended up breaking up over it because he refused to use it. That's awesome. I have to know: was that Kelly Pickler? He went out with Kelly Pickler. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Patrick Holt and I have lived similarly interesting lives. Was it better or worse than the Gwyneth Paltrow candle? That's, oh, that's what God. I want to know. <laughs> Is it better or worse than Thursday night football? Uh, it was, it's, it's better. It's I think it's better, honestly. Thursday night football this week. Welcome into the program. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers, wow yeah so awesome. so we're, so Christmas. we're gonna get to see the team that couldn't score against the minnesota vikings this past week and we're gonna see the team that could only score two field goals against the new england patriots two weeks ago hot i have a funny feeling we're gonna see markedly more points tonight and I, it's not gonna be any more fun to watch i don't know will we see more points than that because i'm gonna Chargers... play a game with myself tonight i swear to you amy's sick all right, so she's under the weather. She didn't sleep well last night. She's already told me I am coming home, have some leftovers, made a lovely salad last night. She's going to eat it and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I am being left to my own devices. And I am going to take a shot every time I think, why am I not turning this off? Oh, shoot! And then I'll just be hammered by the end of the first quarter, and it will make this more palatable to watch. And then I'll probably meander down to the bar because that's what I do. I did that the other night. I'm like, hey, it was good seeing you last night. Oh, um, oops. I don't remember that. <laughs> did I do that? I woke up with two text messages said, great to see you tonight. And I went, I left the house. Oh, that's bad news. Ah, it's not when you're walking. That's to the- true. That, yeah, it would be much worse if you were had to drive somewhere. Oh, yeah, I don't drive anywhere. I don't drive anywhere when I'm sober. I'm certainly not doing it after a beverage. Mm-hmm. It's what we have Uber for. Easton Stick gets the the uh, the start tonight at quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. Right. He will have Joshua Palmer as his number one wide receiver uh, because Keenan Allen's out. Mike Williams been gone, so that means Joshua Palmer is now the most talented wide receiver on this uh, starting roster. And Quentin Johnston's the two. I don't know about that whole there's going to be more points thing. Oh, I do. I do. I don't. What is the overrunner on this game? I, I wrote it down for uh, oh, bangers my. at the end of the hour, but I don't remember what it was. Let me see. It says 34 and a half. <clears throat> Hold on. Over! By just a whole mess. Really? That is the most revisionist history I think I've ever heard in my life. So the Chargers don't have their quarterback. They played a good defense that can't score, 
and they didn't score any points. The Raiders had a really bad week, and so now you have one of the lowest over-unders in the NFL this year. Yep, that feels like stealing candy from a small child. Hmm. And not even like a really in-shape child. Mm -hmm. Like a child that doesn't play sports. A lot of video games. Just give me that. It's not going to be as bad as we think. Neither of these teams are good. Right. But it's not going to be New England Patriots, Pittsburgh Steelers bad. Okay. I guess. I mean, wouldn't that wouldn't last week's game fall into that category? Last week's game was horrific. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievably bad. Mm-hmm. But they'll be able to find a way to score yeah. against the Chargers. Yeah. Either defense is great. Mm-hmm. One of them's really bad. How many points have the Chargers scored in the last three weeks? Uh, let's see. Six against New England. Seven last week. Twenty and some change. Twenty and some change. Twenty-three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they scored ten against the Baltimore Ravens three weeks ago. I just I I, I did that I, off the top I, of my head. That was awesome. In Christmas week, let's great. go. It was great. Uh, we should point out uh, the final week of programs of the uh, of the 2023 season starts now. So we're going till next Thursday. Yes, and then we're done. Yes, everybody else has already told us Merry Christmas. So uh, you know what? Oh yeah, everybody. Sorry. Most everybody else took off today, didn't they? Yeah. This place is, I saw a tumbleweed. I was coming back from the bathroom, there's a tumbleweed rolling down the hill. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be lonely around here for the next uh, for the next week. But we got one more week to go. Next Thursday will be our last show for 2023. Uh, tonight's not, not going to be fun. I mean, are, is there anything to get excited about? Well, there is, and that's kind of the premise of, of today's show. We're we're going to fix the failures of 2023 for 2024. There's really nothing these two teams can do. They're both technically in playoff contention because with four weeks left in the season, there are two teams that are eliminated. Right. It's the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. Everybody else could make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's not real likely. And these two teams fall into the you're going to need a small act of God. Loser tonight's not officially eliminated but they could be by the end of the weekend right but you're not making the playoffs neither one of you are the jets aren't none of the teams below here are tennessee you're not making it either yeah this is it's an absolute disaster and both of these teams have major changes on the horizon are these the two most disappointing teams of 2023 yes I mean, I don't... The Chargers are number one with a bullet. The Chargers are most definitely in that category. But this is the what Raiders, happens when you don't yeah, fire the coach. The, the Raiders are worse than I thought they might. They could be. There were a lot of people that thought the Raiders were going to take a step forward with Jimmy Garoppolo reuniting with McDaniels. And now we're not even to the end of the season and McDaniels is at home and Jimmy Garoppolo is sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. And he is glued to it. ESPN put out draft plans for all 32 teams. <laughs> And I I don't remember the beat writer for the Raiders, but he said, well, they should chase a quarterback, but they probably won't Mm -hmm. because they have Aiden O'Connell and they're stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I agree with all of that, but I don't think all hope is lost for the Raiders. Okay. I don't think all hope is lost for the Chargers. Mm -hmm. 
What I realized going down this rabbit hole, and feel free to comment in our YouTube comments, which teams you would like to hear us do, I'm prepared for any team you could throw at me, unless you give me a hockey team. <laughs> if you throw me how to fix the Carolina Hurricanes, I'm going to look at you and go, ah, play better. Ah, ah, you need better goaltending. You should play <laughs> I know why you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, I'm telling you right now, if one of the Hurricanes goaltenders disappears, we should, Adam Gold, you need to have a really good alibi. Yep. Yep. Didn't say he was wrong, I just... I mean, you pick up a thing or two. Listen to the pregame show every day. I don't think all hope is lost for these teams. I also don't think in in this market, I don't think this Charger job is as attractive as everybody else makes it out to be. We were talking about this before the show. What do the Chargers really have? Quarterback. I got a franchise quarterback. And then? I have a franchise edge rusher. Who's really expensive. Yeah, you actually have two of them. One of them's aging and really expensive. The other is young and really yeah, I, expensive. I, I wasn't including the older one in that. If, if we were, just, if this was the Pee Wee, if this was Pee Wee's Playhouse, the word of the day would be expensive, mm -hmm. because everything you have is more expensive than it should be. They're forty-five million dollars over the cap next year, and you have holes up and down this roster. You cannot stop the run. You haven't been able to stop the run, I think, since I've been doing this. I think I've said this in every mock draft we've ever put on tape. The Chargers can't stop the run, and they need somebody that can. Yes. You don't have any receivers. I'm already willing to say you missed on Quentin Johnston. He had a catch last week. Whoop-de-doo. There were no less than 10 receivers that came out of this class that are going to end up being better than him. Yes. Uh ruari please tell me if i said your name correctly i hate butchering people's names fitzpatrick said he's a charge fan can't remember a time when things look so bleak and that's what we're here for it's really not that bleak the problem is that you're in a state that has an absorbent tax code so it is insanely expensive to live in la yes you have justin herbert which is 50 percent Mm-hmm. Most coaches, that's what they're looking for. I know a couple guys that are yeah. candidates in this cycle. They have all, both told me, I'm looking for a team that's got a quarterback. No doubt. Because I don't want to have to play the game of trying to find one, evaluate. And it's not even necessarily, I know we've got a good one. I know we have a guy with talent that I can work with. You're already 50% of the way there. You're going to have to find somebody and I'm not sure this doesn't fall more on Tom Telesco than it does Brandon Staley. You've got to find somebody that can't that, that won't just throw money at a problem. You're going to have to evaluate. And they drafted well for a, a period of time in the first and second round. You've drafted really poorly after that. And when you look at this roster up and down, it becomes super obvious. So that's a lot of where I would go with the Chargers. Is, okay, we're, we're hitting on the ones. You look at guys they've drafted in the first round outside of Quentin Johnston, which was this most recent year. Mm -hmm. They've hit a lot. And then they've done nothing else. This year, I think your second round pick is markedly better than your first. But you've got to find a coach that can work with Justin Herbert and for the love of all of that's good and holy, develop a receiver. Because Mike Williams is made of popsicle sticks. Do you know how much money he makes next year? 30 Two? His cap hit is over $30 million, and yeah. so is Keenan Allen's. Yeah. And so is Bosa's, and so is Khalil Mack's. That's really hard to build a roster with. 
Now, can you build one that's good enough to make the playoffs? Maybe. I don't think Denver is as good as they appear to be right now. This is kind of smoke and mirrors, and Russ's deal gets much more onerous next year and the following year. The Raiders, who you play tonight, I think they're further away than you are. But they may have a quicker path to getting good. For the Chargers, it all falls on the coach. Mm-hmm. you got to have a coach that's a high-level coach that can work with these pieces. I don't think it's going to be Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. That's where we were at for the longest time, is that this is where Harbaugh will go. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure of that. That extension with Mich- with Michigan makes it borderline impossible if his signature hits it for him to get out of there. Because that's one of the caveats. He can't even interview with an NFL team. Well, good. I mean, that's the way Michigan needs to I also it. find it to be really ironic that he hasn't signed that yet. That's a, cat, that's a provision in it. You play in the playoff. Interviews start the week after the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh should really be pressing for that signature or it may never come i think i mean i, I think he's le- he's leaving the door open purposefully here. i do too i wonder if he's waiting on a phone call like and if, if he's got it job? in his mind if it's the chargers or would he want to be the guy to follow bill in new england no. or it's not new england there there are only two that make real sense mm-hmm. chicago and the chargers yeah, Chicago makes a lot he of He played sense. in Chicago. Yeah, right, right. He's familiar with everybody there. They would probably give him a lot of autonomy. Yep. Supposed to be a quarterback guy. But I'm not sure that there's any decision for one year that matters other than who your coach is going to be. I mean, you're stuck with a ton of these players. Mm-hmm. I tried I to do want- the rearrange the deck chairs thing. Yep. You're going to have to restructure a bunch of these guys just to get under the cap, let alone add anything to the roster. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad group to be stuck with. No. Right? And and that's my problem is this is a playoff team with better leadership. Right? If you took Brandon Staley out and you had hired anybody, you know, anybody oh, you mean in this non- last cycle. D3 coach? Right. If you'd hired anybody, it would have been better. You'd have been threatening for a playoff spot if not right on the heels of the Chiefs right now. Right, because the Chiefs have taken a step back. I would agree with that, and, and so I think that's right why there. we're. I think that's why we're kind of. There's almost like a public bias that you see that quarterback, and it makes you think this job is so appealing, and, and it is because I feel like this is a nine and eight team just because they showed up and they were coached competently. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much better it's going to get than that, because every single year, every one of these guys gets more expensive, and they get a year older, and I'm not sure that you're not in that just god-awful spot that i talk about a lot purgatory yeah are you ever are you going to contend for a super bowl with this team constructed the way it is right now no no but is it attractive enough for you to add a couple more veterans keep this intact for the next year or two and then you're back in the playoffs like you were yes Mm -hmm. could this be a cheap scenario where you can find the name out there on the market right like Derek Henry right he's going to become available in the offseason you add him to this game you add that you add that running aspect that you've been looking for the between the tackles guy there are pieces that you could put around this team much like Tom had in Tampa right what 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 Jason Light and Tom did in that stretch just bringing in all the free agents to win now because you've got the core to win now 
but it's going to take a lot of dudes taking some deals to be able to make it come to fruition. Now, on the other side of the football, you you have some really good players, and then it takes a drop off a cliff. But I don't think your job is as unattractive as people are making it out to be. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations, donate online, or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality team. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. We're back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Talking about how to fix the worst teams in the NFL. It is a threadbare Thursday. You got a team that uh, you want to hear us fix our thoughts on the fix? Throw that into the uh, YouTube comment section and we'll be doing those next hour yes. after we play a fun game of either neither both yes. and tank has his discussion with jones angel indeed indeed we got a uh jam-packed show for you here uh, right. i did thoroughly enjoy you both uh telling each other hey sorry i forgot last week yeah yeah that was phenomenal it, yeah it was great um apparently jones forgot to call us last week at four o'clock but i also well, couldn't call us at four o'clock we wouldn't be or one o'clock excuse me um, uh, but I forgot to call him and tell him that we weren't here anyway. So it all worked out, right? Nobody's feelings got hurt, and we're all going to touch base here in just about 30 minutes or so. Isn't it great when, when a plan comes together? Right. Like, we're just we're just all on the same wavelength. Um, uh, welcome back into the program. And uh, we're doing all the, 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 the fixing of the bad teams here, and we do have two bad teams tonight on Thursday Night Football, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, what's the fix for this team? Well, theirs is similar in that it starts with a coach. Mm -hmm. I am not so sure that you can hire Antonio Pierce here. I mean, I know Jaden Daniels called him out in his Heisman Trophy acceptance speech. Trust me, I know why he did that. He's looking go, hey, start for the Raiders. No. Drafting a quarterback is not exactly what I'm looking for here. I don't really see any way that Devontae Adams is on this roster in, in any year. Yeah. Him wanting to be a Jet, the Jets wanting him is the worst kept secret in all of football. I'll take some picks from the Jets. 
that that's a team that's chasing a very 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 small title window mm-hmm. i'll take some picks from you mm-hmm. i mean look there's i don't think bill walsh himself could fix this team to be a title contender in a year but you do have the the foundation max crosby is a foundation piece yes tyree wilson if you ever find when you find a coach that's here for more than 15 seconds he will also be a foundational piece i think that line has been a problem for as long as I can remember. I feel like the Chargers' inability to stop the run and the Raiders' offensive line have been pretty consistent in mock drafts over the time. Yep. And that's where I get to with the Raiders. The biggest mistakes that I see teams make is they try to jump in line. The Carolina Panthers. They thought they were only a quarterback away. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't know how somebody looked at that roster and went, oh, yeah, quarterback's in a great position to succeed here. That's what the Raiders have to avoid doing, too. You don't need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're stuck with two. You just used a fourth-round pick on Aiden O'Connell. Give the kid a minute. I mean, I know I'm real quick to rip the ripcord, but if you're looking at that 3 nothing loss last week going, that's the reason Aiden O'Connell doesn't deserve to be the quarterback here, I don't think you understand how the draft works. Uh, this kid was bypassed by every NFL team at least twice. There's a reason for that. He's going to take some time. If you're committed to Garoppolo, which financially you are, I'm not so sure you're on field committed to him. Then you got to find a coach that's committed to him. And you got to actually put pieces around him. Yeah, Jacoby Myers is fine. Devontae Adams is fine. Then what? A rookie tight end, which is one of the toughest positions in this league to learn. A slot guy that apparently everybody that's been in Vegas for the last 24 months just hates because he's gone from really relevant to super irrelevant. And you've got to do something to fix that defense. To me, it's corners. And they've invested heavily in that, and I like a couple of the guys they have. But you got to have a pass rush to get to that. And outside of Max Crosby, you just don't. But do they have a, do, do they have a one? Like you... We, we talk about this a lot with, like, receivers. Mm-hmm. And, and the corners are the same way. Mm-hmm. You can have a bunch of good ones or a handful of good ones, but are any of them a one? Are any of them going to be really good? That's, that's one of the things that I think people struggle with. And I don't know if it's because they grew up playing Madden, but if you have four twos, then you have four twos. You, you don't have a good cornerback room right? because elite receivers are still going to kill you. Exactly. And that's kind of where I've feel like the Raiders are that's one of the positions I would be targeting if I'm them I would also be looking around going I'm almost guaranteed to pick in the top 10 and this is a phenomenal draft Mm -hmm. so I'm just going to take the franchise guy whoever that is if one of the offensive tackles falls to me I'll happily be the the landing spot for Fashanu or Joe Alt I don't think that's going to happen but it might Mm -hmm. not every team I've talked to is as in love with Fashanu as I am Joe Alt, that one's pretty universal. He's not going to be there for you. Well, I mean, I, if you're going to trade Devontae Adams, he's on the way out. I mean, it'd be a hell of a class to pick a wide receiver, wouldn't it? But, but even I'm not doing that. Wide receiver is one of those positions that people overvalue. Yes, it is great to have a no doubt number one. If you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter. Sure. The Raiders are learning that right now. But I'm saying Devontae Adams, does he look like a high end player right now? Does he look no. like one of the three best receivers in the league? No. No. Jacoby Myers looks pretty good because he runs shorter routes. Mm -hmm. He's usually the safety net. Doesn't get number one coverage. I mean, if I'm the Raiders, no shot. Not taking a receiver that high. Don't care if if Devontae's on this roster or not. 
I'm seeing this as a two-year rebuild. That's where teams like this get into a problem, is that you hire a coach who sells you a bill of goods that 12 months from now we're going to be competitive. No, you're not. Because just look at the hurdles that you're going to have to climb for that to be the case. You're going to have to be better than one of the three teams that I'm getting ready to say to be in any way competitive. The Chiefs, who are have won two Super Bowls in the last handful of years, and they're competitive for another one, and they will continue to be. That Chargers team we just talked about, who's better than you at quarterback, got two edge rushers, got plenty of talent, and it's aging. So they're going all in every single year. And Denver, who is coached severely better better than you are. This isn't a twelve year. This isn't a twelve month rebuild. This is why the Jets and the Raiders and the Browns before Stefanski and the Lions. You're hiring a coach every three years, which means you're completely flipping the apple cart over every 24 months, every 36 months, whichever one you choose to do, because it's usually two or three years. Right. You're never going to improve that way. Look at what Detroit did. They hired a coach who the first two years, it wasn't great, and he was kind of a lunatic. Weird. Third year, they're drastically better. Mm -hmm. Because you've had three full drafts steering in one direction. The Raiders are kind of proof positive. Look at how many pieces you have to find the right coach to coach them. Max Crosby, he's going to work anywhere. I'm not sure he couldn't stand up. I don't want to see him do that. I like him being that end in a 4-3. Tyree Wilson, what position does he even play? Every one of your linebackers, do they fit in every system? No. Your corners, do they fit in every system? No. Your two receivers outside of Devontae Adams, do they fit in every system? No. So you're picking a coach that you're having to shoehorn all of these things around. Stop worrying about that. Find a guy that you believe in and give him three or four years with the front office to turn this around. Stop looking at things 18 months in going, well, this isn't any better than it was. Of course it's not. You've been one of the worst drafting teams in the league. It's going to take a minute. And we would love to see that as, as, as owners, right? Think of Mark Davis and David Tepper, like, they want they want to see that, but at some point you got to look at it and go, well, this is not going to work. I can't give this any more time, right? And so the Josh McDaniels thing became untenable. Well, the Josh McDaniels thing was a nightmare anyway, right? But the reason you did it is that you thought he was the guy that could fix this the quickest. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody with an IQ above salad dressing thought he was the best coach on the market. He was one of the biggest names. Doesn't mean he's the best, right? Most patient owners in the NFL, who are they? Robert Kraft, New England, the Rooney family, Mm -hmm. the hunts in, in, in Kansas city, weird. All of them tend to be really good. And even if they have a bad year, they don't completely throw everything out with the bathwater. New England. It took four bad years before Bob Kraft went, okay, I can't do this anymore. Bill can't do it. Bill can't be the one to turn it around. And he's done all of this the right way from everything I've been told. The Raiders, on the other hand, by the end of one year, everybody just think about how these the last 12 months have gone. Oh, Josh McDaniels, he's got his guy, got his quarterback, got his wide receiver. It's going to be great. Four weeks into the season, every Raider fan I knew was ready to cast him out like a leper. They do fire him. Antonio Pierce comes in. They win a couple games against bad teams. And, oh, he's the solution. Then you lose a 3 nothing game to the Vikings, and all of a sudden, everybody fired. You, you see how tumultuous that is? You'll never get better doing that. All we need is just a little patience. 
You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Before we go to the break, let's hit this uh, super chat from the Ocho. Nope. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, he says uh, tight end is the second highest bust, bust rate to quarterback, and the Raiders have neither improved the roster, bring in a quarterback. Uh, I would I would agree. I think you have to go into this next year knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Aiden O'Connell are your quarterbacks. Which one you start, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't really care. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the better of the two in the right situation. I'm also not building the situation for Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm building the situation for the Las Vegas Raiders. You contour to me, not me contour to you. And that's where so much of this goes awry. The Jimmy Garoppolo albatross contract, all of it happened because you gave Josh McDaniels carte blanche to go get his quarterback. And when it didn't work, you blamed it on him. Well, you got rid of Josh and now you're stuck with his very expensive mistake. Build the roster and then worry about the quarterback. Everybody wants to worry about a quarterback. I don't care how good they are. They will not succeed with what you put around them currently. You're in the sportsocracy and this is ESPN Asheville. When we come back, we'll get just a bit outside. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the fan fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or ClarissaSellsWNC at gmail.com. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is ESPN Asheville. We are the Sportsocracy. Follow us on all the socials. Conveniently at the Sportsocracy. It is um, time to get just a bit outside in the the NFL. they had their special meeting this week where they talked about the 2061 Super Bowl or whatever the hell it is. Uh, <laughs> 2027 Super Bowl uh, coming up is going to be in Los Angeles. They're also going to be expanding the international games. So, yay for that. Woo. We're going to get a, we're more gonna get games a, that start at 9 o'clock in the morning. I cannot wait. Ah, we're going to get a Brazil game now Woo. in 2024. Um, and, uh, the, the international games are going to be going up from four a year to eight per year Sweet. in 2025. So even more spread for the NFL, which is, which is good news there. But they also at the meetings were talking about rule changes. Of course, the tush push came up. There is no, it will be gone. I promise you the, according to Troy Vincent, there is no major push right now 
to get rid of that rule, but they will continue to discuss it in the off season. Um, they also continued to talk about the hip drop tackle. That, that will also be gone. Causes a lot of injuries around the league, which, yes, that will be gone as well. Uh, and, and then it was the last one that caught my eye here as they're also discussing the merits of the fumble through the end zone that results in a touchback. And, and, and they say that the, that penalty is too punitive. No, it's not. I don't think so either. And I know well, there this, are people I, I who don't, don't understand. understand. I, I will, I've never understood why this has become such a big deal now. We've done this forever. No doubt. What else do you want to do? All right, so just what's the what is the alternative? Mm -hmm. Because if you take this out, guys are going to start diving from the five yard line no, to get in. Exactly. Oh, and I'm going to get tackled. Just throw it out of the back of the end zone. Ball security to me has to be paramount, mm -hmm. right? When you're crossing the plane, you need to have hands on the ball, and you need to be in the end zone i've always hated that just wave it over the corner of the end zone and it's a touchdown and all that kind of stuff uh i know because you'll have to get rid of that too if oh, you no doubt. if you decide to do this it's not a touchback if it goes out of the back of the end zone right too punitive to give the other team the ball but what is the penalty what should the penalty be what's what's you know fair i guess dare i say that word back them up you got to back them up, right? You can't give them the ball right at the one. That's what I was thinking. You don't want to give the other team the ball at the 20, then you back them up third and goal from the 25 or whatever it is. I mean, if you're going to do it, which I'm completely against, that's about the only way that you can. Yeah. Yeah. Change Changes to the current rule could be coming in the off season. Uh Tank earlier in the week told a story about a staffer for the Jacksonville Jaguars that he did crimes yeah and stole over 22 million dollars uh -huh. and now we potentially know why his name is amit patel and when you told this story he had bought a condominium yep. and a tesla yep. and a watch and a whole bunch of other things well apparently that's not where most of the money went would you like to take a guess where it went gambling i don't have a bill bingo Apparently, uh, Mr. Patel's not just a gambler. He's a particularly bad one. Spent over $500,000 on DraftKings tournaments using the username Parlay Picker. That should tell you everything you need to know about him. The fact that your DraftKings name is Parlay Picker. Okay, you're one of those dudes. You're out here throwing hundos at 14-leg parlays, which means you probably haven't hit a bet since... I don't know. When did Obama go out of office? Because that's probably the last time you hit one of those. They're really hard to hit. Uh, I'm not sure that I didn't play against this guy. I saw the name. <laughs> do, do you play that high of stakes? I play Because, I mean, he was throwing in on like $3,000 games just willy-nilly. The, the highest buy-in was 30000 Yeah, That was as high as it went. The problem is, is that there's only one service that can actually monitor all of these things. It's Roto-Grinders who oddly enough I used to write for, uh, they don't, if it's small contest, small tournament contest, they don't monitor this. Right. So he was playing a lot of those three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 against two other people. I play a lot of those, not that high stakes, but not as far off as you would think. 
I play a lot of those. Hey, there's five of us and winner takes all. Mm -hmm. I like a winner takes all. I don't have to be great. I just have to be better than you. Right. This guy was apparently terrible at it, though. Yes. And you should not I mean, play like, in those unless you're... I mean, you got to be pretty good at this. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Tank Spencer bad. From what I saw, he might make you look like me. <laughs> he might. I was reading some of the accounts of this because, you know, all of these guys talk to each other, right? All the big spenders on, the, on DraftKings, they all kind of know each other. And when this guy came around and he started throwing around big money, everybody started asking questions of who is this guy? And one of the accounts I read was that he was throwing up red flags because he would enter these $3,000 contests and then not even put a lineup in. That's specifically bad. Right. And so everybody in the, all the big hitters, all the sharps, I guess, in the DFS community started going, oh, let's find out what games this guy's playing in so we'll get in the games against him. They've known about this for a while. Mm-hmm. There's also they didn't a, know who it was, I guess. There's also a screenshot rolling around the interwebs that apparently this guy is now driving for Uber, and he's using the Tesla that he's <laughs> that, he, <laughs> that bought he bought with uh, misguided funds. Oh, please tell me it's got like a giant Jag sticker on the back. Oh uh, well, the the tweet that I saw said it, it was the screenshot of the Uber screen, and it had a guy named a meat that looks shockingly like this guy that was driving a Tesla. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, they were going to the Jaguars Bengals game. Oh, that's funny. how bad must you feel when you accept that ride? Like, oh, I used to be there on Sundays. Now I'm driving for Uber. Now you gotta, you gotta, you gotta decline that ride. Oh yeah, it's nope. it's, it's within the nope. uh, the restraining order, right? I can't. Nope. <laughs> I'm not allowed to come within six blocks of that place after stealing. What was it? Two, two and a half. Twenty-two million. Twenty-two million. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. $22 million. Yep. Uh, we had some questions in the YouTube chat. Uh, okay. Matthew Hoffman, we were talking about the Raiders in the last segment. He said, uh, could they trade Jacoby Myers instead of Devontae Adams? He has no value. I mean, receivers, uh, you might get a fifth-round pick for him, maybe. Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams is the one that people would want. And by the time you're going to be good, he's not going to be in the league. Right. I mean, Devontae's already 31. I believe that's right. I think you're so correct. So you find there. a willing trade partner in the Jets who want to match him up with Aaron Rodgers, mm -hmm. and that's what you do. What does it cost your team to do that? The Jets? Mm -hmm. With the contract, probably, a, I would say a second-round pick, but the Jets don't have one of those. So maybe a two next year, three this year. Mm -hmm. That's about how that falls in. Usually when you have to wait a year, the pick goes up around. A three and a two? Is no. that what you were saying? No, no, no. Oh. Just one or the other. Oh, okay. I mean, I'd gladly give you a third-round pick right now for Devontae Adams. That's about where I think that will go. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Jets will have one of the first handful of picks in the third round. Would they give up multiples, like a like two threes? Mm, like a three this probably year, three next not. year, or a three two years from now, or something like that? Probably Just not, but maybe. Sweeten the pot, you know? Because they the need to give Aaron everything he wants. The cost of a receiver that's that age yeah. making that much money because there's still pot committed on him for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So you're just not going to get what you think. Trades in the NFL are always funny to me. When people come up with these ideas and they conspire all these things, yeah, no team would answer that. Like if the Raiders said, we have to get a second-round pick for Devontae Adams. Awesome. Uh, 
you're going to hear some music followed by a dial tone. That's the sound of me hanging up on you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we also had a, uh, a question asked in the YouTube comments here uh, about Bryce Young. Should the Carolina Panthers sit him? Yes. Avoid any more damage that you could possibly do to his you know, psyche, to his body? Obviously, for the rest of the season, you're going nowhere. I worry. I worry more about the psyche than I do the body. I and worry I, more about the confidence than I do about the body. No doubt. Why? What would keep you from turning this over to Andy Dalton if you were the coach? Me? Yeah. Not a thing. And I would have done it a month ago. I'm not learning anything about this kid at this point because you have one of the your two outside receivers are two of the lowest rated receivers in the NFL. And Jonathan Mango and DJ Chark. You had a couple just horrific drops from Chark last week. The only thing he has is Adam Thielen. And now it's almost become like a safety blanket of he tries to force it into Thielen and teams are figuring it out. So, I mean, you're not gaining anything. None of this film is going to be something that they use going into next year. Because it's so unbelievably bad that the only thing you could do is, hey, take this tape and do none of that. Take everything you see in this 60-play tape and set it on fire in your head. I mean, that's why you have a backup like Andy Dalton, is for a situation like this. I mean, now you've got a game against the Falcons this weekend. It's in Charlotte. How much? What do you think the get-in price for that game is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say $2. You're too high for what you just said? you could actually have a family of four no because way. 45 cents is the get-in price <laughs> i don't think i've ever on seen that. Geek, neither have i i've never seen on seat geek you can get in that stadium for 45 cents now i've seen that for baseball games now those I've tickets never... may have been sold this was as of i don't know nine or ten this morning wow there were upper deck seats listed for 45 cents that's crazy and that's a good defense too so now you're going to take this patchwork offensive line, which is playing two guys who have barely played, two more who have been real, real bad, and you're going to throw Bryce Young behind that for what purpose? Are you getting game reps? Stop. He's got plenty of reps. He needs a coach. Yeah. He needs a coach, and he needs a, a cognitive, even vaguely – I, I'm trying to think even of the word I'm trying to say here. Competent. A competent game plan would help him a lot. You don't have one of those. Mm -hmm. You've got a, a, an entire coaching staff here that's got one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. They're still showing up because they have enough pride in what they do that they're not letting the fact that they know they're not going to be here next year take over. I mean, when Thomas Brown's wife was on Twitter basically saying, we've already been fired. Right. The only reason that we're even still here is because there's got to be somebody to call the plays. This is a losing scenario mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let Bryce Young anywhere near that field. Yeah. I don't disagree with you because, as you said, you're learning nothing. And the only thing you're doing is you're basically playing with fire because one of two things can happen. You can you can break an already fragile situation mentally. Well, benching him is not going to break him. 
No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. If you leave you... him out there, that's you're running the you're playing with fire. One of two things can happen. You can break him physically, or you can break him mentally. And the other perk of uh, playing Andy Dalton is maybe you accidentally win a game and you don't give the Bears the number one overall pick. Hey, that might not be wouldn't too that, bad. Wouldn't that be fun? Maybe we traded the second pick and we don't quite look so bad. Indeed, indeed. You're in the sportsocracy and this is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 Thursday, or, yeah, Thursday night football tonight. Jeremy's got his bangers coming up next. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three, at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly, and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. Christmas. Hurry, they're going to be up soon. When families and communities come together in the spirit of peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Operation Silent Night and Stone Effect. Okay, we're ready. At Ingalls, we know that Christmas isn't just a holiday. It's a feeling to embrace all year long. Ingles, your neighbor for over 50 years. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. Thursday night football. Raiders are a three-point favorite at home against the Chargers, over under 34 and a half. There has been a slew of backup quarterbacks that have come in and produced quite nicely for their teams over this year. Easton Stick is not going to be one of those. And let me tell you why. He can't throw. That's not something you figure out how to do in four days. I just saw it. There is no arm talent there whatsoever. He's a good runner from what I understand. That's not enough. So I'm taking the Raiders minus the three. I'm not 100% sure that this game's ever going to be close. I think the Raiders probably score early, get a lead. It's about 10 points for the vast majority of the game. I'll say the final score in this game is somewhere in the neighborhood of 27 to 17. Uh, and that takes me to the part that I like even better. Over under 34 and a half. 85% of the money is on the under. And I love going the opposite way of the public. And I was on the over anyway. This feels like an overreaction to things we've seen way too recently. So give me the Raiders minus the three over the 34 and a half. And you can take those wagers to betus.com. Use our promo code sportsocracy. Get 125% deposit match on your initial investment and up to 30 risk-free wagers so you can wager the playoffs with us all season long. Received. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. 
It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com. Click that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat for a Threadbare Thursday. Anything and everything you want talked about on the table. Well, I mean, things that we can actually discuss on these here airwaves. We will get into before the end of the program we've been fixing some nfl teams today because we've got a great example of two really bad ones coming up against each other tonight on monday night football not saying that they're you know all the players on the teams are bad because there's some really good players that are going to be involved in this game the sad part is they play for two just gross franchises that cannot get their act together and just really are I, I mean the the loser of tonight's game falls to last place in the AFC West. Yes. Which is disgusting. It's not a spot that I thought the Chargers would be in this year, but that's what happens when you have bad coaches, right? Well, I mean Brandon Staley should never have gotten this far. No. I, I mean and I don't know how he has gotten this far. I we've been screaming this, I think, for two full years. And if we if he does if he makes it out of this game, I'm I, I don't I don't understand it. I do not understand what the point is. I don't either. You're not hiring Kellen Moore anyway, Mm-mm. because the offense has been pretty dreadful too. It would be one thing if you didn't want to put him in a bad situation and you were going to give him a shot to get the job at the end of the year. You're not. It's the same problem I have in Washington. Eric Bieniemy has no shot of getting the job. So what do you care? What's it matter? You keep trotting this guy out, and it's almost – I almost have started to feel bad for Brandon Staley. I mean, yeah. he knows every fan in the fan base is just clamoring for him to be gone. Mm-hmm. And you keep trotting him out there every week. What is the purpose of that? I have no idea. And the only thing I keep going back to is that maybe – maybe they just don't want to – Please don't say pay him. If you say pay no, him, no, no, I, sw- no, I was about to say, I swear to no, God, I will him. scream obscenities on the radio. No, I'm so tired of hearing they, that. They don't, they, they don't want to run into that situation of, okay, we give it to the enemy for six games or four games or whatever it is. They win all four games. It looks great, and then we're going to have a problem because we want to get rid of this guy, but now we're stuck in that Steve Wilkes scenario, I guess. Then I do know. what you want to do. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've screamed this from the mountaintop for as long as we've been doing this show. Just because a guy wins a few meaningless games at the end of a season doesn't mean he's a good coach. I said it about Steve Wilkes. I've said it about several other guys over uh, the, the course of time. Don't get duped by a couple games at the end of a season. Plus, look at the schedule for both of these teams. It wouldn't matter who the coach was, especially for the Chargers now that it's Easton Stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like your chances. Yeah. No, I don't. I- I don't like them either. Don't like your chances either. Uh, but here's the thing. It, I mean, this is 100% a bet-don't-watch game, right? Are you are you going to be locked in tonight? Oh, I already told you I'm playing, a, uh, I'm playing a drinking game with myself. <laughs> Amy's sick. And every time I think, oh, okay, it's time for me to change the channel, I'm going to take another shot. Mm-hmm. And I'll be hammered by the end of the first quarter, probably asleep by halftime. Let's go. Yep. It's a win-win. Okay. It is It is a win-win. Um. We are awaiting a phone call from uh, Jones Angel, voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, 
to uh, talk some talk some basketball. Big game coming up this weekend, the uh, Kentucky game, the CBS Classic. Coming up tomorrow, you'll hear it right here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, in, the, in the meantime, while we wait for him, um, Jeremy, you, you haven't even started, have you? You haven't even started to think about another sport yet, have you? No, God, no. Really? What sport am I supposed to be thinking about? I'm just I, There have been some good games in college basketball already this year. You've missed them. It's December. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't care. Really? Uh, it's it's not that I don't care about the games. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can be entertaining, right? What is college basketball to me? Like, what what do I consume this sport for? For what the tournament? To bet it in March. All I'm going to learn here is something that probably does not matter three months from now. Because mm. as these teams, I guess I can see what you're saying. The conference tournament's grow, about the different. time that I lock in, right? So as, I know where to go tournament time, right? As the season progresses, these teams are going to be different. Oh, if I had a dollar for every time there was a team in the first six weeks of a season, they play all these games, they lose a few of them. I mean, Carolina just did this a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It always blows my mind how many people are are just ready to throw the season away in December. You realize none of this matters. It'll be used to seed you in March. But the team that you will be on, I think it's March 13th of this year, when they seed you on Selection Sunday, and who you are right now is patently different. Yeah, I like that you're playing the games. I understand why people are watching the games. All it does is cloud my judgment when I go to wager this thing. Hmm. Okay. These, to me, are almost like preseason games. I obviously had never considered it that way because I don't have that, that, that gambler's mind that you do. Okay. Yeah, I, I soured on, on early season college basketball, I don't know, that's probably been eight or nine years ago, where I saw a team, I was super impressed, and I, for the life of you, could not tell you who this team was. I was super impressed. I took them to go all the way through the tournament, and little did I know that the depth that they had, they were playing seven players by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. They were playing ten when I saw them. Right. And they were running people off the floor. So, I mean, and that's the thing. Let's just say sounds like a Kentucky team. No, I never bet on Kentucky. Well, Kentucky always has 18, 19-year-old kids and no senior leadership whatsoever, so I always avoid them like the plague. Well, you know what? Uh, hopefully, Carolina Tar Heels will get, uh, get a taste of that tomorrow, be able to come up with a win over the Kentucky Wildcats in the CBS Sports Classic. 5.30 is the start on that one. Pre-game will start at 4.30 here on ESPN Asheville. Um, let's get into it. Let's just uh, get into more of the fix-it conversation here because I don't believe that uh, I don't believe we're going to get a phone call from uh, Jones this week. Maybe we'll touch base with him next week for the fi- finale of the week. Um, we talked uh, a little bit about the Carolina Panthers there and Bryce Young, whether or not you would pay him or, or play him for the rest of the season. How are you fixing this team, though? Um, If I was a coach, if I was a scout, if I was a GM, if I was anything that got an interview with the Carolina Panthers, I would tell them point blank, I am not even entertaining the idea of your job unless you're giving me five years. No way. Yeah. Wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know that there's some kind of stability. Here. You're so far away that 
I can't. I don't think anybody can fix this in in two years. No. I don't know that it can ever be fixable, because I. Well, I mean, I everything is fixable. Everything is cyclical. David Tepper will learn over time. It's not just all hope the so. franchises. I would hope he learns. I would hope he doesn't end up being, you know, the next Bidwill family. Uh, Bidwills went to a Super Bowl. I, I hate to point that out, but okay. And, the NFL cyclical. Every and I hear this a lot, but Panther fans, you are entirely too worried about David Tepper being the stupidest person on the planet. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's worried about way too many of the wrong things. And yeah, it's going to be bad. For how long? I'm not sure. Uh, Gambit fan hit it directly on the head. If the Bengals were fixable, the Panthers are fixable. Exactly. <laughs> now you hope it doesn't take as long here as it did there, because mm-hmm. it took it took that entire front office to a long time to learn. Let the football people make football decisions. That's what David Tepper has to learn uh, above all else. And my thought is, I think he's going to see this time. The thought that they were going to trade up to number one, which they didn't do until after Frank was already in place. But that had been a rumor for a bit. And the idea of having Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, whichever one you fell in love with, was really attractive to coaching candidates. There is nothing attractive about this job now. And he's going to get told no a lot. The hope is... I mean, and I hate to tie, tie it back to the team that I am a fan of, is that you get somebody like Joe Douglas that goes, yeah, I see the uh, I, I see the vision. And you give them all the platitude in the world. Give them three, four, five years to fix this. Draft well. You're going to have to. You gave up so much in draft capital to get, to get Bryce Young. He has to work. You don't have a choice. If he doesn't work, you're irrelevant for the next eight years. Because you will be stuck with him for three more, no matter how bad he is. I mean, just realize Mac Jones, as bad as he is, we're only three years in. Mm-hmm. We're only three years in. They will have to outright cut him and eat the money to get off of him this upcoming offseason. Now you decline the option, so he's not your starter. There's no commitment to the future. But it's almost unheard of for a rookie to not, that's drafted that high, to not get three years. Well, if he's an unmitigated bust, there's nothing you can do for two. You'll have a probably another rookie two years from now. So you're four years away from being even possibly competitive. And my hope is that he gets enough people that are around the league that are evaluators that they have no interest. Like, I'm good. I'm not doing this. And that makes him realize, okay, I got to let the football people make the football decisions. Right. Firing this many coaches, I mean, even the soccer team, which has – no relevance to me other than to show you how impatient he is. At some point, you have to have somebody that looks him in the face and goes, this isn't soccer, buddy. There are like game plans. There are playbooks and schemes and all kinds of things that happen in, in American football that don't happen in that thing you call football. All right, that's 11 dudes. Who has the best players? Watched it. Trust me, you're never going to convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Weird. Every team that has a super high-end player like Lionel Messi. Weird, they're never bad. I wonder why that could possibly be. Oh, because the scheme doesn't matter. In the NFL, the scheme is everything. Everything. Above players, above talent, above everything. If you have a bad scheme, you're doomed. 
from jump. And you're changing this every 18 months. So you ask me how to fix the Panthers. Uh, you pay way more attention to the GM than you pay attention to anything. You hire the GM first. You should have already been prodding agents and, and putting out feelers. You can't contact them directly, but I'm going to give somebody carte blanche to build this team. Mm -hmm. Also going to give somebody carte blanche to go pick their own coach. Don't gonna... try this arranged marriage thing. Find a GM. The GM finds the coach, and it starts from the top down. And where does that search start and end? We all know it ends with David Tepper, but where does it, where does it start? Who's he got scouting these guys? Who's, who's his brain trust that would be helping him look for a GM? That's a rhetorical question. I don't expect you to know the answer to that. My, I just That's where my brain goes. If he's not listening to the guys he already has in his building making the, to make the football decisions, then you're just on a perpetual cycle here of making the wrong call at the wrong time. I hope he figures it out. For well, a lot of Panthers fans, I, mean, I hope he figures it out. And here's where that perpetual cycle ends. You find a high-level evaluator that looks him dead in the face and goes, I don't care about any of your guys. I don't care about the brain trust you have. The brain trust you have is terrible. I'm bringing my own guys. You're going to pay them at the high side of the market, and we're going to fix your franchise. And trust me, there are a lot of guys all around this league that I think could do that. Yep. Nick Land says Fitterer needs to go once the season is over with. He will. Absolutely. Um, would pay Brown before Burns. Yep. Personally, I would uh, – before Burns, I don't know that I agree with that. Well, unless what he's saying is I would pay Brown and trade Burns, uh, franchise tag Burns, and then franchise uh, tag and trade, then I understand. That, that, yeah, that's probably what I, I think would that would well, be the Now only, that I'm thinking about it. I think that would be the only logical I'm not letting him here. walk, that's oh, for sure. no, no. I don't have enough talent here. Mm -mm. No, but I'm, Derek Brown should be the – Derek Brown should be the the, the focal point. Mm -hmm. He's been the shining piece of this team pretty much all year long. Mm -hmm. I mean, people forget how high end of a prospect he was. He's incredible. He I'm, was universally one of the top three players in that draft. We just knew he wasn't going to go that high. Yes. There were quarterbacks. There was no chance that, that he was going to fall in somebody's lap, and he mm -hmm. did. He fell in Carolinas. Mm -hmm. And now you use that, you take that, and you build on the outside of that. But you've got to stop switching schemes every 18 months or none of it matters. Yeah. Take what you learned from Ajira Averro. Take what you learned from Steve Wilkes before him and just build the team out. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Today's three keys to premium pregaming with Beast Unleashed presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? 
We love teachers so much. We're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or ClarissaSellsWNC at gmail.com. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations, donate online, or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Market, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Back at the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And uh, it's Tar time. It's time to check in with a good friend, Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, Jones, we hadn't, hadn't talked to you a while. We appreciate you taking out the time for us here. I, I can't believe you didn't. You, you didn't tell the bosses that you have a standing appointment at 1 o'clock. You can't uh, make the meeting. I know, Tank. This, this <laughs> new time slot for you guys, this 1 o'clock time slot, makes it tough for some gym. I have to do some gymnastics sometimes with the schedule. So, apologize. I got uh, We had a couple things going on I couldn't get out of, but glad to be back with you. And, uh, man, excited to, um, to get back out on the court with Carolina coming up on Saturday. Big game down in Atlanta against a really talented Kentucky team. Obviously, it's been a strong start to the year for the Heels. A um, couple things they would have liked to do better, but I think overall they feel like they've done some good things and, and still have a couple big challenges before the holiday. So a uh, couple big games coming up in the next week with Kentucky and Oklahoma, and we'll see how the Heels handle it. Yeah, um, it, you know, it's it, we talked about this tough stretch uh, before we got into it, that this was going to be kind of gut check time for this uh, for, for this team. Is are still trying to figure out how all the pieces mesh together. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you obviously the ultimate answer is incomplete. But if you said what would Carolina's grade be so far six games in to this eight game stretch, and I think you'd you know, if you had to come up with an answer, you'd probably say, I'll oh, probably B plus, right? I mean, uh, certainly the Toriels have done some good things and those wins over Arkansas and, and Tennessee will will travel for a long time. Those are good wins that I think are going to be relevant wins as the year continues to move on, and, and that doesn't discount the comeback against Florida State or the win against uh, Northern Iowa or, or even the losses against Villanova and, and UConn. But I think uh, those two wins in particular, Arkansas and Tennessee, are really high-quality wins. Um, and yet, I think both games that the Tar Heels lost, Carolina came out of saying, man, if, if just a couple things could have gone a little better. You know, Villanova, the Tar Heels felt like that was the game they should have had. They were up nine in, in the second half and made some mistakes. They fouled some three-point shooters a couple of times that hurt. Um, just got called for so many fouls in, in that particular game and um, just struggled to execute in a couple of key situations that hurt them. And then UConn, you know, I think at this moment, tank UConn is better than Carolina right now um UConn is by far one of the top five teams in my opinion in the country um I think Carolina is probably in that 10 to 20 range right now um with the desire and and ability to get up even higher as the year goes on but at this moment I think UConn's better than Carolina but the Tar Heels 
felt like, particularly in the rebounding side of things and the defensive side of things, um, that they didn't perform as well as they would have liked in, in that particular game. And the offense, to me, for Carolina has been, even in days when Carolina hasn't shot well, they, they found different ways to score. They're doing a good job getting to the free throw line. You know, to me, that, that has been more consistent. Not always perfect, but more consistent. Um, that defensive side of things and in that particular game against an elite team in UConn, the rebounding side of things was not to the level that the Tar Heels wanted. So plenty of things to work on. Still, I think, overall, a positive feel. Um, nine games in and, and through six uh, or uh, through six of these eight games that have been so difficult. But, Tank, I mean, if Carolina doesn't beat Kentucky and doesn't beat Oklahoma, all of a sudden you probably feel a little differently. If, if they split them or if they win both, then you probably feel pretty good. If you don't win either, then, then man, you're frustrated, I think, heading into conference play. So um, while plenty has happened, I think some very important things will happen over the next week and a half or so, Carolina playing on Saturday and then on Wednesday after that against the Sooners. Yeah, you know, it all gets you know gets decided on the floor, obviously, by the uh, the, the the young men that are out there, uh, uh, you know, doing their work. But a lot of it comes down to uh, coaching as well, and this is going to be a big matchup. Yeah, it is, and you know, Kentucky is interesting in in getting ready for this game. This is an extraordinarily talented team. It's a very it's the same story, I think as you could probably say over the last 12, 13 years or so with Kentucky, is that it is a young team, but a very talented team. And you have seen both sides of that coin show up at different times this year. Um, When they have been interested and engaged and um, they've played very, very well, you know, they blew out a good Miami team in Lexington, they were right there toe-in-toe with uh, a very good Kansas team until the final minutes. Um, so they've, they've played some good games against good teams. And then, you know, they lost a home game to UNCW. And they were, uh, it was like a four- or six-point game with about six minutes left against Penn. And they went to overtime against St. Joseph's. And so there have been some times where the youth has shown up, I think, more than the talent. But And I know you asked me about coaching, so I'm kind of rounding into this. John Calipari... Uh, say what you will about uh, he certainly has an an interesting history within the sport Um, but he loves college basketball and he understands college basketball and he understands the history of college basketball and to me Kentucky feels like and has an argument for uh, that they feel like they're the best program in the history of college basketball there's a handful of teams that can say that Kentucky's certainly one of those teams I think that Kentucky thinks the one team that can really challenge them in that conversation or the one that challenges them the most is Carolina. And John Carroll Perry gets that too. And so he will have, and if you look through the years, um, Kentucky has played against Carolina at an extraordinarily high level. Now the Tar Heels have as well, and they've won their fair share of these games. Um, but can, you rarely, if you're the Tar Heels, you're, you're not going to get a sleepy performance from Kentucky. John Calipari is going to have them ready to go. Um, he understands the value of this game. He understands the history of these two teams. He understands uh, the importance level of this game for his fan base. And you flip that to the other side, I think Hubert Davis does too. You know, this will be the second time that a Coach Davis Carolina team has played Kentucky. Kentucky blew the Tar Heels out two years ago, but there, it was such an odd scenario, Tank. If you remember, 
Carolina went to Las Vegas thinking it was going to play UCLA, and then when it got there, found out it was playing Kentucky because right. of COVID, and it was. So, I mean, so certainly some unique circumstances. That isn't to take away the fact that Kentucky played better than Carolina that day, um, but there were some very odd circumstances surrounding that matchup. Um, I had a chance, of course, Coach Davis's weekly radio show has started, and we uh, do that on Monday nights. And, and near the end of the show this past Monday, I asked him, you know, how do you how do you avoid just a, a rusty performance or, you know, because you hadn't played since last Tuesday and you've had exams and, you know, all this going on. And, and he was very uh, quick and clear in saying, we will not be rusty. He said, that this just because you aren't playing doesn't mean that you can't prepare. We understand who the opponent is. I mean, he was very straightforward in his intensity of this game. And so I think both coaches get that, and I would expect both teams to come out and, and play at a high level starting at 5.30 on Saturday evening. Well, the pageantry is always there, right, when you have two of the Blue Bloods locking it up against each other. Yeah. And as and you mentioned, some of the greatest games that I have ever seen. You know, yeah, unquestioned you blue bloods right, do. Right. right. I oh, mean, yeah. that's the thing. No, nobody's going to argue that that these two, no matter how you order them, you're going to have both of these two in your top four all time in college basketball. And so um, there's always that aspect of it. And they've played some great games. I mean, just yeah. in the 2017 season alone, um, they played in the regular season, and Kentucky won 103 to 100 when Malik Monk had 47 points. Justin Jackson had over 30 uh, for the Tar Heels that day. Uh, that was a great Kentucky team. I mean, shoot, they had De'Aaron Fox and Bam Adebayo and uh, Malik Monk. I'm not sure how they ever lost, but I know they lost in the, in the round of eight because that's when Luke May hit that jump shot in Memphis uh, to send Carolina to the Final Four. And that was a great Tar Heel team, obviously, as they won the title with Justin Jackson and Joel Berry and Luke May and Kennedy Meeks and um, Theo Pinson. I mean, that, that was a great team, too. So um, just in the recent history, um, you can go back. I mean, shoot, Tank, we can just start naming guys and naming years, right? I mean, an all-time Dean Smith victory, in my mind, was the 95 uh, round of eight game in Birmingham when uh, Kentucky had already booked the hotel ballroom for its post-game celebration of them going to the Final Four, and Rashid Wallace and Jerry Stackhouse and the Tar Heels had different ideas uh, for that game. Um, it, you, I mean, the Tar Heels in 1977 on their way to the championship game, uh, which unfortunately they lost to Marquette, still one of the uh, most stinging defeats in Carolina history. But along the way, in a magical run with a bunch of injured players, Carolina was able to beat a really good Kentucky team in Cole Fieldhouse. Um, I'm sure if you ask Kentucky fans and people who follow Kentucky, there's some great wins for them against the Tar Heels. I, I, I remember the last game that uh, Woody Durham called as our play-by-play guy here at Carolina was a loss to Kentucky, as far as basketball, was a loss to Kentucky in the round of eight in, in 2011 um, when the, the Cats just got red hot from three-point range and, and beat a really good and hot Carolina team in, in the round of eight. And so um, I, I'm sure, I, I know the Carolina one's better, um, but there's some Kentucky chapters of this rivalry as well that I'm sure are great for them. And it has uh, it rarely disappoints, at least in the quality of the game. Um, you may be disappointed with the outcome, but but most times this is a quality game and an intense game between two uh, of the elite programs. Uh, well, the game will uh, be heard right here on ESPN Asheville uh, tomorrow. That is a what five thirty start. 
Saturday at 5.30. Yeah, I keep thinking today's Friday too, Tank. I'm, but, on, uh, I'm, I'm on today's Friday because it's my last day on the morning job. Uh, I feel you. I understand. <laughs> yeah, so it is Saturday 5. Part of this CBS Sports Classic, which, um, you know, Carolina, this is the 10th year of this event. Um, and Carolina, it's funny, the Tar Heels have the best record of, of any of these four teams in the event itself. Heels are 6-3 and three in the previous nine matchups, but they're just 1-3 and three against Kentucky. They're 5-0 and oh against Ohio State and, and UCLA, but 1-3 and three against Kentucky. So they'll try and get that turned around uh, coming up on Saturday afternoon. Right, and uh, again, you'll hear it here on ESPN Asheville. Um, big news for the Tar Heels this week was the official, official announcement that Drake May will be foregoing his eligibility, yeah. entering the NFL draft. He will not play in the upcoming duke's mayo bowl um my question is what where does this go now yeah well i think i mean there is a much larger discussion tank that we don't have time for about the the way that we're handling postseason bowl games and you know the timing of all this and yeah how does this still make sense in in the modern era and particularly when you go to a 12-team playoff here coming up next season. So hey, there's a much larger discussion to be had. No doubt. But on the, the micro level here for the Tar Heels, you know, it, to me it's not just the fact that Drake May isn't playing in this game. Obviously that is a huge loss for the Tar Heels. That's, that's a, a clear statement. But, you know, Corey Gaynor, the starting center, is not going to play. Cedric Gray, Carolina's leading tackler for the last two years, not going to play. Tez Walker not going to play, um, plus you have uh, five guys, four of which are major contributors, and John Copenhaver, Will Hardy, Elijah Huzzy, Bryson Nesbitt, who are all injured and not going to play. Um, so you, you are uh, depleted, to say the least, for Carolina. And so what I think this becomes for the Tar Heels, not to say that Carolina doesn't still have some pieces. I mean, uh, Amari Hampton and J.J. Jones on the offensive side have had very good good years in Hampton and All-America uh, type of season. Um, the Tar Heels still uh, have most of their defensive front available that will play. So, I mean, that, there's still plenty of pieces. Um, but what is what is the ultimate feel of this game for Carolina? I think, number one, of course, you're trying to win. But I think the most important thing that Carolina can take away from this game is, is Connor Harrell a viable option to be your quarterback next season? Um, you know, he has been a solid backup and, you know, has uh, practiced hard and well and has been ready. And when he's been called upon a couple of times, he's come in and done fine. Uh, to the Between fine and really well against an overmatched Campbell team when he played a majority of the second half in that particular game. Well, this isn't Campbell that Carolina's playing in the bowl game. So um, that, to me... Tank is the biggest thing in this game. Obviously, you want to win because you're playing. But is Connor Harrell, uh, is he capable of being the guy? And he's not going to answer that definitively in this game, but he's going to give you your best option to start figuring out that answer by his play in this particular contest. And I think it changes how the, perhaps that competition uh, between he and Max Johnson, the, the transfer from A&M, and, um, and some others, including Tad Hudson, a highly touted freshman who redshirted this year, you know, how that competition is framed, at least in spring ball. So um, that, that, to me, is the most interesting thing for Carolina uh, coming out of this game is how you feel afterwards about that quarterback spot. Yeah, it is going uh, to be fun to watch. We'll... Uh... 
We'll talk to you next week, maybe next Thursday. Yeah, hopefully on around. time this time, Tank. I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, next Thursday will be our last check-in with you until the uh, uh, end of the year. So uh, we will talk to you then. Hopefully we're talking about a Kentucky win on the basketball court, and we'll get more into uh, the bowl preview as well. Thank you, sir, and uh, see you next time. Thanks, Tank. Talk to you soon. You're in the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM. And 1400. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve her community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations, donate online, or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Market, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. We are back in the sportsocracy. It's ESPN Asheville. We're inside the Ingalls studio. And, um, Jeremy, you've been on a, a, a cruise before, right? I have. Um, only the one, though, right? So far, yes. Okay, so far. Would you Great do it again? chance that I'll do another one next year. Okay, all right. So it wasn't uh, a harrowing experience for you? You didn't get sick or anything like no. that on the on the boat? It's good. It's all good. Uh, weird things can happen on cruise ships, and uh, this story is an example of weird things that can happen on cruise ships. A uh, couple of passengers have now received a lifetime ban from Carnival Cruise Lines because... Well, they were caught on camera doing something on the balcony that you ain't supposed to do. Were, were they cavorting? They were not cavorting. They were fishing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. So now I'm I'm not the, you know, seasoned carnival cruise guy. I've been on a couple in my life. Um. You got to go really, really high up on the ship to get to the part where you have the, the balconies, right? Yeah, it's up there pretty high, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap around in my head, like, how... I know you weren't going out there with just, just some regular old fishing line that you picked up at a dollar store on the island or something. No. There's no way that you're using it. How did, how did you get this onto the cruise ship? Is that it allowed? Probably, it was probably a piece by piece. I guess. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, 
I'm not a fisherman. Or so maybe I- you found the uh, Spirit Airlines of cruise ships, <laughs> and they just went, yeah, whatever you got on you. Whatever. We'll let anything pass through the uh, Let me put it this way. Point. The one ship that I've ever been or the one cruise I've ever been on, I saw enough recreational crimes that I'm going to say it was not that hard to get things on that boat that no. you weren't opposed to. No, I mean, look, you know, that's... Now, you can get I hope, anything. I hope you didn't hide your fishing rod where those recreational crimes were probably hidden, <laughs> or it probably made for a less than fun vacation. Yes. Yes, indeed, it did. Um, fishing from a cruise ship is absolutely prohibited. Carnival says it's in an automatic banning. You cannot come back on our cruise ships again if you get caught fishing from your balcony. I don't I don't think I would ever that would that would be ever a rule I would run risk of breaking. No. I don't like to fish. What were you gonna do with it when you caught it? Throw it five stories back down to the ocean? Yeah, that's it's fun times. It's not going to end well for that fish. <laughs> right, exactly. That fish will be eaten very quickly. How did you not know that that was going to get you in trouble? I'm just shocked. I'm with Adam Black. I'm shocked that the penalty is that strict. Oh, you didn't really hurt anybody. I guess the thought is that you could have. You could, yeah. You definitely could. I mean, you could have smacked somebody in the face with that fish while you were reeling it up. Really I was more thinking about the hook. Out or, yeah, no doubt, the hook could be a big problem, especially, I mean... I would imagine this isn't just like your regular old run of the mill like no. baiting, you know, bass tackle. No, or something. I would say you're probably throwing a pretty sizable hook out right. there, right? Because it's like you said, it's got to get quite a ways down to the water, mm-hmm. and depending on whatever you catch, has got to be on a pretty stiff line. You would think. I don't know. I do. Don't my, do that. My story is it randomly, this is a good story. And it's about our buddy and Asheville native Luke Combs. So apparently there was a woman, her name is Nicole, I have Nicole Harness. She had some medical issues. She's got an Etsy store where she sells things. And one of the things she makes are tumblers. Well, she made a Luke Combs tumbler, which she sold, I believe, 18 of. Yes. So I'm going to say she probably didn't make a ton off of these. $380. Oh, that's, you already know the yeah, number. that's what she made. So she made $380 off this total. Well, Luke employs a, a team that looks for people that are making fraudulent merchandise. Usually they're show shirts. Uh, so Luke's sound guy is one of my best friends on this planet. I actually talked to him last night. That's what they're doing. That's their job is to find big corporations that make fraudulent shirts and they, they're not real and people buy them and they make a lot of money off this. Yep. Well, apparently Miss Harness got into the crosshairs of this company that Luke employs to do this. So they sued her. And they sued her to the tune of $250,000, which seems very excessive for the three hundred eighty she made, but that's what corporate, what the corporate world does. It's all on a spreadsheet, right? Of course. And Luke being the, the Goodman, and I can attest, I've known him for quite some time, he is one of the ultimate Goodman, and he's made more money than you could shake a stick at, and if anything, it's made him more of a Goodman. And that is super rare. He found out about this yesterday. So he, at 5 o'clock in the morning, Tennessee time, starts scurrying around trying to find this woman's phone number. Her manager places 
a call to a, a television studio that had done an interview with her. He gets her phone number. He calls her. She informs him, yeah, there's $5,500 in my Amazon account that is now hung up because of this that I cannot access. So Luke, being the ultimate goodman that he is, he doubled that and sent it to her in a check. Just, hey, if you get that unlocked, great. If you don't, here you go. And we'll continue doing the things to make this work. What he also did was made his own Tumblr that was kind of fashioned after hers. He is selling that on his website, and all the proceeds of that go to her. I I am obviously biased because I know him, and I'm very, very close with this front of house guy, who's also up for uh, CMA front house of the year. No big deal. No way. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Todd is a guy that I've known. Congratulations, Todd. I have known Todd basically my whole life. I have done some of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life with Todd. And he is the ultimate Goodman, too. You might remember he was the guy that was pushing people onto Luke's bus during the uh, Sniper event at the Jason Aldean concert out mm-hmm. in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So these are like the ultimate good people on the planet. And I'm so glad that this story got picked up and it wasn't one of those just, oh, the god-awful corporate entity and how bad Luke is, because that's what people had started to do. Oh, yeah. This because, is how this works. Because that's how people spend things. And, and I specifically, I told Todd I was going to tell this story, mm-hmm. so nobody's going to be upset at me for telling this. Somebody we grew up with sent him, sent Todd this story and told him, hey, this story's out there. You, I don't know what's going on, but you might want might to check into it. Todd was the one that told Luke. As soon as Luke found out, he went, I have to unwind this. Like, this is not what this is here for. This is not the intention of this. And and especially right here at Christmas, it literally, it made Luke ill when oh, yeah. he found out about this and he had to do everything in his power to unwind mm-hmm. it. Because when you hear the story of this woman and she's just trying to make ends meet and pay some, pay some medical bills, she missed like all of the warnings that they were yes. trying to she say. She's in the hospital. Yeah. She has congestive heart failure, yeah. I think. Yeah. She was in the hospital for a long time and she even missed the warnings that she was even being sued. And then found out that the judgment had come down. She had she and she, now she owes two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And Luke has no involvement in this. This is a company that is completely offsite. They do not talk to each other. He just employ, and it's not even him. It's the the record label employs somebody to make sure people aren't making making fraudulent merchandise. Mm-hmm. They're not aiming for people like this. This is what happens, like you said, when spreadsheets get involved. Uh, Bobby Barnett in our YouTube comment said, "Luke seems like a good person." cool story uh luke is one of the top five coolest people i've ever met in my life i have several stories about him that i again cannot tell on the show (laughs) under any circumstances uh but he is the ultimate great person and uh, we will be putting a link to those luke tumblers in our merch store uh if you are interested i bought two of them last night i Mm -hmm. I think they're going to ship next month sometime they have to be produced I cannot. Luke wait. did that Jeremy thing where he said, "This is what I'm going to do," and you figure out how to do it. And I and I appreciate that. Yeah, we don't just look alike; we act alike sometimes. I, can, too. I, I cannot wait to see the wrap up of this story and just how much goes to this woman from from the tumblers because he's selling them for twenty bucks a piece. Yes, which is super affordable. No, oh, no doubt. Right, perfect gri- gift for a Luke Combs uh, fan at at Christmas time. Go order one. And now just understand, and, and as I said, it will take more than 11 days for them to be mass produced because yes. that's the way this is going to go. So they will not be here for Christmas. Right. But just know that. 
But you could, you know, you, this is one of those things you could fold up the the story and oh, no, give it no. to somebody in a card and say, hey, I bought you a Luke Combs, you know, tumbler to support this woman. It'd be a great gift. Great gift for Christmas. Uh, and hey, ways to get around. And hey, Etsy or Amazon or whichever entity she sells these things from, hey, we would put her link out too if you'd unfreeze her account. It's <laughs> well, a button. Can't. Trust me, I've seen it. Well, they can't. It's a, it's a legal thing now. Because part of the judgment was that all of the proceeds from that mm-hmm. store now oh, have to go to the court, and the court can't unwind this thing. You ever Once heard- it's done, it's done, and so now what I imagine is going to happen, I don't know this for a fact, but what I imagine is going to happen that a lot of the proceeds from this are going to go to pay that $250,000, or or Luke will just give it to her and she can pay him and mark it off on the ledger and be done with it. Yeah, let me... Uh, I don't know. Th- let me just, as a as a... As a former businessman myself, I'm on a much smaller scale now, but I was a corporate guy. Yeah, trust me, she ain't paying a dime of this. Oh, no. And she ain't paying a dime of this, and Luke ain't paying a dime of this either. Luke said that from the jump. Don't worry about her. She'll be taken care of. Yes. So I, he is a great guy, and it, this is a great story to have here at the holiday season when we're all supposed to treat each other a little bit better. Trust me, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of celebrities that you meet over the course of doing this. Cam Newton! Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. they're not quite as nice of people as you would want them to be <laughs> ah. luke is not one of those he's every bit as great a guy as he was when we were kids he's better now he's still the same awesome guy and now he's an awesome guy with a boatload of things you just had to throw that shot out there hey i did why are you I, picking on him well what cam newton sorry i coughed it in case you didn't understand what yeah I said. what did he do uh you know it's the beauty of, the beauty of doing this you know a lot of people and trust me i ain't never heard a good story not nary a one and there you have it. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Um, I think it's funny that you are surprised that I took that shot. I just thought it was a random name to throw out there. Um, of what, a celebrity that's a jerk in person? Really? That surprises yeah. you. As many times as I have told you these stories, it surprises you that I would take that shot. He just wouldn't be the first one on my mind, I guess. I don't. Oh, he's number one, two, and four on mine. Oh, are you going to do? Sue me? No. Why I say something incorrect? No, I don't think you did. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never dealt with him. I've never, never, yeah, never yeah, talked yeah. to anybody. You want to chase me for libel or slander? Okay. Okay. Here's what I said. I said you were a jackass to somebody. And here's the story. If you want to play. On yesterday's program, I called you a moron. So would you like to yeah. tack that onto yeah. it, too? Hey, throw them all out there. Can they- <laughs> Um, let's see here. We had some, uh, breaking news earlier in the NFL, Darren Waller. He's going to be coming back. Whoa. The New York giants. They're designating him to return from the IR. He was apparently at practice today. So and good for him. Uh, I mean, yes, technically the giants are one game out of the playoffs, but mm-hmm. it feels like way more than that. Yeah. But, but is he a guy that you just sit? Is he? I mean, don't you don't you want to get something out of him? Because he ain't got much. Well, he played for five games, was terrible, and then got hurt. And and I got that. I guess I'm just looking at you play the Saints, the Eagles, the Rams, and the Eagles. You're going to need just a mess more than Darren Waller. Uh, frankly, uh, Mark Bavaro. If you could get some 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 uh, uh, top flight Odell Beckham Jr. To go with old Tommy Cutlets, and uh, you're still probably going to go one and three in those four games. Mm-hmm. 
It's been a fun ride for three games. Uh, speaking of which, Tommy Cutlet shirt now officially in our merch store. Yes. And they have the little hand signal on the Love back. It. The Love hand it. took a lot of work. Yeah, the, the twist really a lot of hard ways to, to make it. a hand do that motion. Oh, you created that graphic? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I uh, it was. I actually took it from a handful of different ones and cobbled them together, which was not easy. Wow. Well, I give you major props for that. Yeah, there's not really a hand emoji that does exactly what he does, which is, and I had to, I had to get that. Had to so. create it to piece a few together good for you i mean i'm not saying i hand drew the thing Mm-mm. i'm a little smarter than that but pieced some things together it was a big old jigsaw puzzle basically <laughs> uh yeah so go check that out uh giants fans in the uh in the in the merch store or just fans of tommy cutlets mm-hmm. i'll post a picture of it in the youtube stream during the uh, next commercial break yep Uh, Speaking of, we'll go ahead and take that break. You're in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Twas the day before Christmas, and at the North Pole, the elves were all gleeful, mind, body, and soul. From making to baking, content as you please, when off in the distance, they heard a loud sneeze. (laughs) Hello, I'm in need of normal human cold medicine. One last stop to top off the tank, and Santa's a go with Ingalls to thank. Merry Christmas from Ingalls. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. Thursday night football. Uh, This game is not going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's not going to be very palatable to watch, but maybe, just maybe, I can make you some money. In the first hour, I told you I'm taking the Raiders minus three. I am going over 34 and a half. I'm going to add to that over 193 and a half passing yards for Aiden O'Connell. Las Vegas Raiders race to 10 points. That means they're the first one to score 10. Easton Stick, uh, he's a runner, right? What do you think his prop is for rushing yards? 25 yards. It's 19 and a half. Oh. He might break that in the first quarter because he's going to run a lot. You put all those together into a same game parlay, it's only plus 1,500. But if you put five U.S. doll hairs on it, just like I am, that $5 wager will turn into 80 U.S. doll hairs, which always helps here at Christmas. You can take those wagers to betus.com. Use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY. That'll give you 125% deposit matching up to 30 risk-free bets so you can wager football with us all season long. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to 
get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery, live from the Ingalls studio. Back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Sportocracy is heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, and join us in the chat. It is a Threadbare Thursday. Continue to throw out those uh, topics that you want us to cover before the end of the hour, and we will get into it. Um, it is the holiday season. Of course, everybody's uh, making their plans for uh, working and being off and all that. Hope you get some time to take off for the holiday season. We will be taking some time off after uh, next Thursday. A week from today will be our final show of 2023. We will uh, reconvene here, what, Tuesday, January the 2nd, probably. Um, that sounds about right. Uh, that's, that's when everybody else, I think, is coming back to work. <laughs> get New Year's Day on that Monday and then... Uh, the Tuesday begins the long trudge to the next long holiday yeah, that we get. If the uh, if the college football playoff wasn't on that Monday, I would very happily take that Tuesday. But it is, so it is. We probably won't. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so we will uh, be off after next Thursday for the uh, upcoming holiday. Next week is going to be very lonely around the hallways here at. Uh, at Radio Ranch, I think everybody else has taken at least two weeks off for this, so eh, we get at least one. It's okay. We'll only be here for four days with you know nobody here. It shouldn't be too bad on us. It should not be. Uh, let's get into the daily draft here, top of the third hour of the program, as uh, we generally do. And today it's all about Super Bowl teams. We're going down the stretch here. We've got four games left in the regular season. Four weeks left to make your moves, to, to, dare I say, plant your flag. We talked about that a little bit yesterday in the state of the league. Planting your flag for the Super Bowl teams. I'll let you go first. You're going to let me go first? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I will, uh, I will take the team that I think is at the uh, top of the league right now. But it's also the team that I have more faith in, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. I wanted to take the Baltimore Ravens there, but I trust in the ability of San Francisco to demolish you when they're healthy. I know they've had bad luck with that, but so have the Baltimore Ravens. And at this point, it's a coin flip between the two of them, which one I can trust to stay healthier longer. So I think head-to-head right now, San Francisco would beat Baltimore on that neutral field in the Super Bowl. When I said I would give you the number one pick, I had a really good indicator that you were going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't taking San Francisco in the top three. Really? Nope. I wasn't. Okay. Brock Purdy is a, he is a, a good quarterback. I have absolutely no faith in him in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I don't, I've seen this. I think Kyle Shanahan gets way too much credit. It is, it is almost shocking to me how the narrative on San Francisco has changed so vehemently in the last, what, two weeks? And, and I get it. You beat the smoke off of Philadelphia. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. 
you do realize that's the only good team you've beaten here, right? You beat the Seahawks twice. Awesome. They're bad. B-A-double-D, bad, bad, but bad, bad. You beat the Buccaneers. They're bad. You beat the smoke off the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Coming off a bye. Mm -hmm. They were also coming off a bye. I get it. They're not as good as we want them to be. And I just look up and down with with San Francisco, and I I do not understand what it is that y'all are seeing. I, I don't get it. I'm not saying they're bad. They're, they would have been my fourth pick. But you left me the two easiest ones I think I've ever made in all the drafts we've ever done. Baltimore mm-hmm. is one, and it ain't even kind of close. Wow. I don't believe in any other AFC team. That's why this was so easy to me is mm-hmm. because I've got three teams in the NFC, and I knew I was getting one of them regardless of what I did. And I'm on about the same plane with all three of them. Philadelphia is who I trust in more. I think Dallas is probably the best team right now. And San Francisco's best is probably the best. I just don't feel like I've seen that as much as the rest of you do. Mm-hmm. San Francisco to me strikes me as, are we all forgetting that three-week stretch that we went through? No. I mean, and I understand that it, it takes – I understand that I'm saying Dallas has evolved. I don't think anything has actually changed with San Francisco. I think it's the same team. Mm-hmm. You're healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's fine where did i have san francisco fully healthy to start the season oh yeah behind dallas and behind philadelphia that hasn't changed for me really no despite the fact that you've seen them beat their brains out when they're full strength philadelphia i've seen beat them in the playoffs san francisco has officially gotten to the point of the dallas cowboys of hey you know when i'll believe in you when uh, i see you do it in the playoffs mm-hmm. get to a super bowl win a super bowl we'll yeah. talk does that not kyle shanahan has two of the most epic failures in playoff history mm-hmm. and has probably the worst defeat i've ever seen and i don't blame you for that i because I, i'm always the guy i seem to be always the guy that's like i need to see it to believe it so mm-hmm. I, I understand where you're coming from but for, do you get why do you give baltimore that benefit of the doubt you uh, because you're the best team, because they're the best team in their conference okay. san francisco dallas and philadelphia are real close i don't care who you are and i don't care what your personal bias is against any of those teams name me two in the afc i'll wait it's gotten so clustered in the AFC that there are actually people that think the NFC is better than them. Mm-hmm. You people smoke recreational <laughs> drugs. There are 14 teams in the AFC that would have made the playoffs in the NFC. Mm-hmm. It's way deeper. The NFC is better at the top. But you gave me the one that was, without a doubt, the easiest to say, well, this is their path. You beat a Buffalo team that I'm not sure is all that great. You beat a Kansas City team that doesn't have any receivers and Super Bowl. Cincinnati with a backup quarterback, Cleveland with a backup quarterback. I can keep doing this for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy for me to take Baltimore next. Okay. Now where it gets difficult is which one am I taking of the two NFC East teams next? Yes. And I feel like I'm just going to give you Dallas. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Okay. And I know that sounds strange. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Battle tested. Mm-hmm. All of you guys were here last year. This playoff moment's not going to be too big for you. Pressure on San Francisco, immense. Especially the more of you get duped into thinking they're the best team in the league. Yeah. If I hear one more person, we had somebody, and I, I would I would shout your name out here if I remembered what it was, say, in no world are the Baltimore Ravens better than the San Francisco 49ers. If they played right now, would you bet your house on San Francisco? Because I would mine on Baltimore. And would not think about it for two seconds. Wow. 
because Baltimore finds ways to win games. Mm -hmm. Baltimore is the one team in the NFL that I haven't seen go through some god-awful stretch where they looked completely incompetent. I don't know that their high side is as good as Philadelphia's. I don't know that, or as good as Dallas's, excuse me. I don't know if their high side is as good as San Francisco. Their baseline is. And I've seen you do it. Yeah. And that matters. Okay. All right. Philadelphia Eagles, second pick for Jeremy. And you left me the Dallas Cowboys, so that's obviously the one I have to take next. There are four teams above and beyond all, uh, above and beyond all in this, and Dallas is the fourth one. But you also left me Kansas City, so I'm going to take that mm-hmm. too. And and now I feel now I feel pretty good about it because while I don't, you know, I can't really trust Dallas either because they obviously haven't done it since I was like 11 years old. So it was socially acceptable for you to do in your pants the last time that. Uh, uh, no, I mean, not I'm every, say at 11. That's not that's, every day, but once off. Uh, <laughs> uh, may have happened, may not have happened. Um, <laughs> happened once in your 30s, at least that I know of. You shouldn't have said that. You should have known what was coming. I am a oh, jerk. I, was, uh, and I, I wasn't even thinking about it, but yeah, I'm a wrong. jerk, and that will be a story that I tell until <laughs> my dying day. <laughs> you are not wrong. I feel I felt absolutely just fine uh, with either way that could have gone. If you'd have left me Philadelphia, I'd have felt great about it. Dallas, I feel pretty great about it as well because that team is – they're special. I feel like they're special. and You just got to prove it when it comes time. And Dak Prescott's never been playing better. Mike McCarthy's coaching for his job here, and I think he's doing a hell of a job doing it. Like, not, I don't feel like once we've come out of one of their games and gone, that was Mike McCarthy's loss. And we've no. done that about eight times a season, I feel like, with him since he was in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So that that's an improvement as well. Dallas has a lot of special things going for him. So the fact that I got San Francisco and Dallas, I feel pretty good. Uh, and then Kansas City, because that's the one team in the AFC that I have seen do it. I've seen you get to the AFC Championship game. I know you've got major roster major. problems. Major roster problems. Because you don't have a receiver that you can trust. Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody that you can throw out there except for Rishi Rice and Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. But I I still trust this team more than anybody else in, I think my next in the two, AFC. I think my next two picks will make you understand why I didn't take Kansas City. Okay. Buffalo, Bills, Cincinnati, Bengals. Mm-hmm. These are two teams that may not even make the playoffs. Yep. I'm also playing the game here because there's another there's another team that I like that I know you don't. Uh, Josh Allen is it, it, he he is a special 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 player, and I'm seeing more and more of a path that Buffalo is going to have potentially home playoff games. Because all Miami needs to do is take one more grumper and then lose to Buffalo, and ta da, you win the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damian, I think it was Damian Woody said it this morning. No team in the AFC is not rooting adamantly for the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Bills. And here's why I say that. When you look around the AFC, just think about the quarterbacks that you're going to see. Tua Tungavailoa, Trevor Lawrence, who I've only seen play two playoff games, Mm -hmm. Joe Flacco, potentially Mitch Trubisky, Gardner Minshew, C.J. Stroud in his first playoff action, Jake Browning, Russell Wilson. Hmm. I think Josh Allen's different than that. And if they caught the right matchups, Look, I'm not telling you I have a great belief in in Buffalo. 
that was the reason we wanted to do this is to see where each of our brains were Mm -hmm. because i think to both of us it's the top four end of message repeat the line but if i had to pick two more i'll take the i'll take the the cast of cincinnati i'll take the cast of, of buffalo okay you're going to need some help, don't get me wrong. And with Cincinnati, you're playing Jake Browning. Mm-hmm. But based on two weeks of Jake Browning, I'm not 100% sure he's not Kurt Warner 2.0. I say that, and he'll throw for 47 yards this week. Yeah. Okay. Buffalo and Cincinnati. I must also preface this with there is another team that I like that I do not believe he will take. Mm-hmm. If I had any belief he would take them, I would have taken them right there. Mm-hmm. Um, My next pick is the Cleveland Browns. Yep, screwed that up. <laughs> yep, that didn't go my way. I didn't think there was a snowball's chance in Atlanta you were going to take a team quarterback by Joe Flacco. Well, here here's the problem that I have with that. I have the same loose belief. I don't want to say it's on the same field or whatever, but it kind of goes down the path of San Francisco for me. Joe Flacco can run the system. Mm-hmm. The rest of your team's good enough to win as long as you have the quarterback that's not going to screw it up, right? We said this about your Jets all season long. If you just had a, a, competent. a, a competent quarterback, that could have been a no-doubt playoff team, especially with everybody falling apart like they are. The Jets would be right in the mix of this if they had a Joe Flacco, or at least the Joe Flacco that ended up playing for Cleveland this year mm-hmm. and not the Joe Flacco that played for y'all last year. I screwed that up. Yeah. I didn't, was there any path you weren't taking any of the three teams I said? Um, I probably would not have gone to Buffalo. I probably could wow. not have. That's I, the I, one that I thought was a no doubter. I penciled that one in first. Yeah. No. I thought I had I to take my have. pick of the AFC uh, of the AFC North teams. Yeah. I just I, I just don't have much faith in them. And and here's the thing: it's after Cleveland that I really get to. I don't have faith in any of you. Who's your next pick? I mean, if I had to, I'm talking like, you know, gun to my head, had to bet my house on a next team to win the Super Bowl. Well, you don't necessarily have to gun to your it head, would, but you do have to pick two more. Right. Um, before I throw it back to you here, I guess I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Just on the quarterback. I, mean, I just have. It's the same serious, thing I said with the quarterbacks. You're just throwing in Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I just have of, serious doubts about the other teams that are available here, and I don't know. I mean, I guess I could see them catching fire. It's going to take an absolute miracle for anybody outside of the top four to win it anyway. So we're in miracle territory here. Like Trevor Lawrence has got to get hot and finally play like the superstar that everybody wanted him to be, and it's not going to happen. Well, my playing of this game has gone exactly, not exactly how I wanted it to, because I had already sacrificed one of the two I'm getting ready to take. Right. You just said get hot. Mm-hmm. Fact or fiction, that's a real big part of uh, of winning a Super Bowl. Sure. Awesome. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins and the Detroit Lions. Uh, end of message, repeat the line, and I just eviscerated you in this. Mm-hmm. I th- honestly, I thought that was your next two picks. That was who I, th- I thought I just handed it to you. Yeah, I know. Because I have zero faith in them. I don't really have any faith in anybody we took beyond four. Mm-hmm. But in terms of sheer talent, who could get hot? Who could get the right matchups? Miami has two receivers that any team they play is going to struggle. Mm-hmm. Who do they want to avoid? 
the Cleveland Browns. I don't want to play Cleveland because they have corners that can keep up with my guys. What if I play Jacksonville, who has been destroyed by good passing teams? Okay. So we do that, and then I get lucky, and Kansas City beats Baltimore. Do you think Kansas City with no receivers can keep up with me? I get hot. No. Not have a game like Tennessee. Mm -mm. Have a high side of what we've seen. We've gotten hot. We catch lightning in a bottle. I would doubt it highly. That's the path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every team down here has to get lucky with matchups or just, like I said, catch lightning in a bottle. I have a belief in if if the Dolphins have a 2% chance to do that. Because you have talent that just nobody else has. Mm Mm-hmm. Tua would have to have the three best games of his life. It's possible. Yeah. Now, Detroit. uh, Jared Goff has to be the Jared Goff that I saw at the beginning of the year. Not the guy that I think a lot of teams are figuring out. And now here's the path to that. What has been the big drawback for me on Jared Goff? I don't want when he plays outside. In the cold. In the cold, yeah. Look at the top of the AFC. Or at the top of the NFC. Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Dallas. San Francisco. All I have to do is either be in my home stadium because I'm going to win this division, and that place will be an absolute circus because they haven't had anything to cheer for in a billion years. Every other team I could play outside of Philadelphia is either warm Mm -hmm. or in a dome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't have much fear of that. I've already seen you beat the brakes off Tampa Bay. Not that I think they could win a game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just looking around going, there are paths here. I want to avoid Green Bay, and I want to avoid Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't have that big drawback. Yep. Now, you're going to have to get your head right. That's the problem. You got you getting your head Detroit and Miami, all of their limitations are themselves. Every other team we said has limitations that is the talent, is the I don't have a blank. Both of those teams are good enough talent-wise. I don't know that that's true. The, the the Lions are talented enough offensively, sure. I'm not sure about defensively. I'm just not sure. You can if you can get through the playoff, right? You can get through the NFC side of this. Hopefully, you don't catch the Dallas Cowboys, right? Who could possibly put up forty on you uh, because you're not good. No, in the in the back half of your defense, you get into the AFC champion or into the Super Bowl. And you, good God forbid you catch a Miami or one of these teams that could score on you. And the last couple of weeks have been that bad. The Lions secondary is horrible. Andreas Payton just said that in YouTube. Yeah, channel. I have I gone. Agree. I have gone from super belief in the Detroit Lions to I don't know to yeah, I seriously doubt it. After you lost to Green Bay, after you lost to Chicago, the, the the bad starts that you've had against the Bears the first time against I I just I feel like it's just snowballing here. And so at this moment, I have zero faith in the Detroit Lions to to rally here. The problem is on the outside. Uh Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is coming back this week. I think that will help. Mm-hmm. I think it changes the scheme. Mhm. You're not good on the outside. Like you said, Miami would be a death wish. That's a death wish. Yeah. Because they have two guys on the outside that will just eviscerate Yeah, boat raced and embarrassed in a Super Bowl. Where I'm at with Detroit is I think there is a path because they have two really good running backs that you could see this offense start to really change. 
where they start to really lean on Jameer Gibbs and really start to lean on David Montgomery. And then Jared Goff becomes more of what he was with the Rams. Instead of we're putting it in his lap to win us games, we're just going to grind you out. They have the talent to do that. They have the offensive line to do that. And, and I mean, I'm grasping at straws. Don't get me wrong. But I'm I'm much better with those two than any of the alternatives. And now I wait with bated breath to see who your last selection will be. Well, because the explanation on this is going to be fun. Um. I've been thinking about this the entire time you've been talking, and there's not a good case to be made for anybody. <laughs> no, there's only one team you could take here that I won't laugh you out of the room, and I think I'd laugh at myself for saying it. The Houston Texans? Nope. Nope. Way too young. You're going to Rams? Not nearly, that's exactly that was who the was. With the With the star veteran guys? Yeah. Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, NFC playoffs, it. you get lucky. You out-scheme Kyle Shanahan. You run through the gauntlet of teams that just poop their pants in the playoffs. And the next thing you know, you go, how in the world did we get here? The chances of you being able to win that game, though, the win that Super Bowl. Zero. Zero chances. Zero the chances of you getting there are point zero one. Oh, yeah. I will take the uh, longer shot here and, and just pile everything on Houston of you might be able to you know it's it, they would be that team that we talk about every year that oh they're you know too young to know any different too young to be scared whatever it is they've arrived on the scene could be i mean you need obviously a healthy cj stroud and god knows what you're going to do for receivers because tank dale ain't coming back nope so yeah yeah here's where i this is where i got lost noah on the brown texans. and nico collins yeah this is where i got lost on the houston texans you just got eviscerated by the New York Jets. Would you like to hear the list of other teams that got eviscerated by the New York Jets this year? <laughs> Would you like to hear it again? Uh, uh, no. Not like, now, but, next year, just be prepared for the Houston Texans hype train that is going to make the Detroit Lions this year look like a Tonka toy. Mm -hmm. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com member fdic if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly look life comes at you fast but so does wnc auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch 
Well, Tank said that uh, Joe Flacco had been put on the practice squad by the Cleveland Browns. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Okay. He has signed a one-year deal with Cleveland Browns, but that is not the breaking news part. Uh, okay. What do you think the, the incentives on this deal are? Oh, I don't know. So it's obviously a base pay deal. Mm-hmm. He gets $75,000 for each of the remaining four regular season games that he wins. Okay. Then, should Cleveland advance to the postseason, Flacco would make a quarter of a mil for a wild card win, 500000 for a divisional playoff win, $1 million for winning the AFC Championship game, and $2 million for winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's taking care of him. That explains why he said, yeah, I don't really need to worry about. Yeah, no. It's a great move by Cleveland. I mean, anything you can do to get us there, we'll give you whatever you want. Right? It really makes you wonder. I mean, look, I'm not sitting here telling you Joe Flacco's been special. The receivers in Cleveland are not great. I mean, you've got a, you've got a bunch of dudes. I mean, I, th- I think Amari Cooper's a legit one. And Joku is a legit one tight end. And then it's a whole mess of threes. Yes. But he's done enough. I mean, did enough against Jacksonville. I feel like people are forgetting about that Rams game where, well, whoops. Oopsie boopsie. Yeah, it didn't go well. Yeah, he wasn't great. But this week you get the Bears. You still got the Texans, Jets, and Bengals. You get into the playoffs. And get into the playoffs and we see what happens. Yeah. He's a vet guy that the moment's not going to be too big for. Definitively. I mean, right now that Browns team would what go on the road to face Miami? Isn't that how that works? No. As it sits right no, now. No, the four and the five. So it's Jacksonville. Yes. And Cleveland. That's a game they could win. I, I think there are a few games they could win. I mean, that defense, look, defense travels in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to run into a problem that you can't score with some of these other teams. But, I, I mean, I feel better about what they're doing than anything that's happening in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Stephen Tao said that's the first time anybody's ever said great move by Cleveland in one sentence. That's not true. <laughs> it's the first time anybody's ever said that about the Browns. That's not true. They've made yeah. a slew of good moves over uh-huh. the course of years to get here, and the first one was telling Baker Mayfield to go bye-bye. Yes. Although, and this situation really hasn't gone the way they wanted it to, has it? <laughs> Which situation? Uh, the change after Baker. Deshaun Watson at his worst is still better than Baker Mayfield at his best. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm not sure I wouldn't rather have Joe Flacco right now than Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, I think that's <laughs> going just fine. Okay. You're don't don't tell me he's played a year with your team and you're turning into a Baker apologist. No, I'm just – could be worse. Seen a lot of teams play worse quarterbacks this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird way I'm not of saying, saying you wouldn't have done Jets. it. I'm not saying Cleveland should have kept him. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying the backup plan didn't really go high. Ask yourself this yet. question. If Baker Mayfield was still here, would you feel better about their playoff chances than you currently do? With Joe Falco? Yes. Uh, the answer is unequivocally really. no. Because one of these quarterbacks can absolutely kill me by throwing three horrific interceptions. One of them will not. 
That should probably tell you everything you need to know. Well, maybe so. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. When we come back, it'll be time for the most important message of the day. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve her community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop customer apparel shops it is the sportsocracy and it's time for our most important message of the day don't do crimes oh let's go to california englewood california englewood englewood always up to no good that's right that's right and one of the uh i guess i i mean i guess this guy would have been an active banger back in the day he was sent to prison for 46 years, many years ago, um, 26 years ago to be exact, for multiple armed robberies, robbing couriers and banks from 1985 to 1995. So he had a string of things he was responsible for. Well, 60-year-old Markham David Bond, he has apparently been a little sick. And so in January of 2022, he was able to convince the powers that be that he was so sick that he needed to be released from prison. So they did. They released him from prison. They gave him the compassionate release. He argued that I'm no longer a danger to society because of my terminal illness. I have a funny feeling he's about to prove that incorrect. Bingo! On Tuesday, that same man, 60-year-old Markham David Bond, was arrested for robbing an armored truck at gunpoint. <laughs> man, he got out and went, hey, y'all, watch this. Here, here's the thing, though, as well. Uh, apparently, he still had the same outfit that he used to use in 1985 when he was knocking over armored cars because the surveillance video from this shows him dressed head to toe in black. He's got the black uh, bandana across his face, wearing a Raiders cap. He's still banging the L.A. Raiders look, the N.W.A. look for his robberies in 2023 or 2022. Um, This happened several months ago it took him three months to find the guy after he knocked off the armored car they were able to track down the uh uh the getaway vehicle inside the getaway vehicle they found the bag that connected him to the brinks truck robbery um also when they finally caught up to the guy they were able to arrest him at his house I'm going to say that again. They looked for this guy for three months, and they found him 
at his house, bang up LAPD work there. Uh, and, oh, by the way, they also found all of the clothes that he used for the robbery. They found the gun. They found like $9,000. He stole, It's they didn't say how much he stole, but they described it as a giant duffel bag full of cash. They found $9,000 rolled or like, like crumpled up into balls on the floor of his apartment. Just a weird way to keep your cash on hand, I guess. Uh, he is now in prison. No bond, of course. Uh, Gambit fan broke out the Michael Cade line. Subbed just want to watch the world bird right. away. Right. My story has, I'm not going to lie, this story gives me a little angina because it reminds me a lot of a story I have told on this show. I have told the story many times of the ex-girlfriend of mine that put cigarettes out on my couch. <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple details about this woman that I've never released before. A, she had two different colored eyes. So there, there's a term for that, mm -hmm. that I, and I don't remember what it is. Uh, the, woman, the, the subject in this story does as well. Mm. Girl I'm referring to, her name was Tanya. Girl in this story's name is Tanya. Mm. Tanya Nestor, she's 36 years old. She lives in Ohio. I'm going to try my best to not to tell this story without laughing. She had been seeing a 49-year-old man, and his name is Charlie Glenn. She's 36. He's 49. A, good for you. B, this should not be surprising that this is how this ended. Mr. Glenn is hes going to all the news stations, including Fox 19, to tell his story, and it it doesn't end quite the way that you think it would. Well, apparently, Miss Nestor had a pellet gun. That's that's what he says that she told him. Well, he told her they were apparently going out to dinner. They were going somewhere. He said, "Let me see it because I'm not going anywhere with you if you got a gun." <laughs> If you have to look at your girlfriend and go, I'm not going somewhere with you because you have a gun, you're probably dating the wrong person. <laughs> Life advice from a mullet. Anyway, apparently she got, she she objected to his stance mm -hmm. that she, or that he would not go wherever they were going with her because she had a gun. She said it was a pellet gun. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she did the only logical thing that a, a person of, Tanya's stature would do. She shot him in the. Oh. She shot him right in the testicle, right in it. Uh -huh. Right in it. And he was able to wrestle the gun away from her, called 911. They showed up. They removed the bullet from him. And now he is. He's on Fox 19. And he said, I still to this day love her. If she ever gets better. Buddy. If she ever gets better. I, I want to know how you're going to rebound from that. Mm -mm. All right. I mean, are, are you seeing a path five years from now that you're sitting around the Christmas table? You're looking at the grandkiddies going, hey, Mimo shot me in the testicle one time. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. And I forgave her. Uh -huh. Because love conquers all. Indeed. <laughs> there's many things that you can forgive. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things you can forgive. There's one thing you can't forgive. She shot me in the ding ding, and I'm not going to forgive that. No, sir, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. 
I need more context here. I you, need you to know heard, like what this was. I, I told you the context. Yeah, but I, I I'm still not going have a anywhere hard... with you because you have a gun. No. Oh yeah, boom. No, right in the ding no, ding. That's not how this happened. There's, there's nobody that stupid, right? Oh, you won't go anywhere with me while I'm armed. Well, here, let me shoot you, and that'll make sure that you never go anywhere with me again. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not that criminals usually make sense. I'm just, I find it hard to believe that Man she of just, the world. Oh yeah, you want like were they arguing about what kind of gun it was? Like she had a pellet gun. She says it's just a pellet gun. And he said no, it's a real gun. And she went, oh yeah, want to see? Bang! I could, I guess I can follow down that path. Well, she was charged with felonious assault. So. As she should be, and never allowed to date again. Like, like that's one of those things that you should have a sign around your neck of I once shot a man in the crotch. Beware. <laughs> How'd your last relationship end? Well, I shot him in the ding ding. <laughs> that's <laughs> I feel like that's you should have to put that in your tender profile. Mm-hmm. That's how they should you know what? This is why we should have a judge mullet. Cause I would force that. Any dating profile you have, you must disclose that you shot old Glenn over here in the in the nethers you shot him in the plums right you're no no you gotta go like um scarlet letter on this one like did did, did you ever read that book you know what i'm talking about scarlet letter let me i have to ask what do you think i i might strike you as something i would read high school i know they made you read that in high school yeah that was a long time ago uh, a it was He's a long like, time ago b i probably didn't read it then c i probably still somehow found a way to pass the test you know the gist of it was the, the woman the main character had, was an adulterer and so they made her wear the scarlet a on her outfit so everybody would know that she had broken the law i think that we need to do that in this scenario good god if we did that now there'd be people walking around downtown Asheville with the alphabet on their chest <laughs> <laughs> adulterer math addict look at old uh, a to z over there yeah. they've done it all hey look at tanya over there she's got 17 <laughs> letters i don't even know what, what's an x what is x ecstasy got it never mind yeah <laughs> never mind i got it yeah now this has to you got like a like a red p on your chest or something that just says you're violent against no good can come from the next thing I'm going to say, so we should probably move on. Moving right along. I thought of four lines that I could have said right there that would have both been the funniest thing I've ever said on radio and, and probably the last thing that I ever said on Indeed. radio. Indeed. As the boss tells us, just about on a weekly, sometimes daily basis, you Same. can say anything once. You can say anything once. Yep. One time, you can say anything. God, I'd want to be a judge so bad. I, I, and yes, I know my aspirations change like once a week because mm-hmm. I have the attention span of a teetsy fly. See, you've, there's a path here. There's a, you could be a TV judge. You can do this. That's all I want to do. Oh, okay. I don't want to legislate. Right. I want funny. Yes. You bring me funny cases and I will give you a solution because you contractually agreed to doing whatever I said. See, Jeremy, I think there there is a path here. There used to be a TV show on uh, late at night. It was a judge show, and it starred one of the uh, one of the lawyers from the Charleston area. His name was Akeem Anastapulo. Have you ever you nope. ever heard that name? He was Judge Akeem. Was a show that was on late at night one time, uh, way back in the early two thousands, I think, maybe mid two thousands, and. That was a show that I could see you doing. 
Because it, it was a, like one that sticks out to me. The scenario was this woman hit and run another car. And so the judgment was after he found that she was guilty, the judgment was that they took her car out back and Hollywood jumped it off of a ramp. And like, Man. that's, but it, it was completely ridiculous, but it was great television. See, what I want to do is I want to set, I want to settle like marital fights like the st- but but you sign a contract that you have to do what i say mm-hmm. i am in or just very stupid civil things i don't want to legislate crime and trust me you don't want me legislating crime especially if you have a bad habit of doing it judge mullet i can I, see it now oh 100 i just show up in a it, I, I got a denim cape just let's go the you would, pair, with you a would pair of definitely. overalls and no shirt, one little flap down and a little nip. Just that's that would be the, that would be the costume of Judge Mullet, <laughs> and my theme song would be played by banjo. Wow, this side down went from highly successful <laughs> to Jerry Springer show in like ten seconds. Anything I do. He's going to go very Jerry Springer. This, this is very true. Was innovative television. It's going to be a, like a mixture between Judge Judy, People's Court, Jersey Dukes of Shore. Hazard, and the Howard Stern Show. All wrapped in Jersey one. Shore, the keeping up with the Kardashians, anything Paris Hilton ever did. Let's go. <laughs> uh, you would be in so much trouble with censors if you had your own television show. I feel like one of these days a television executive is going to find me and just go, he is a goldmine. He could also completely ruin my career and possibly my life. Yes. Oh, my God, I'm the Tanya of television. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be real fun until it's not. Does that make you feel good? I, I don't know. I don't know. That made me feel. That made me feel some kind of way. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, we were talking earlier in the show about uh, fixing the bad teams in the NFL, uh, and we did not get to the the Washington Commanders. I feel like we should do that uh, because Patrick Holt how, how asked many, for it. How and, many draft picks do you have? How many of those can be used on offensive linemen? You loading up on the offensive line and not the uh, and not the defensive side of the ball. Well, I mean, that's the thing, is that you, you pursue fixes through the draft. There's only so many guys that are an immediate fix. This is one of the things I've always laughed about GMs. And it's, I, I guess I should have seen this coming with, with Nick Casario. Is If you're trying to turn around right now, you better have multiple first-round picks. Because the chances of you hitting immediate dividends on a lot of guys that you draft in the fourth, fifth, sixth round is not really high. So, I mean, I'm looking at Washington, and I think that team is significantly closer to being competitive maybe than you do. Mm-hmm. I also look at them and go, you have a bajillion dollars next year. I'm probably going to work on some some veteran fixes to that defense. I'm looking at what Chicago did. Yeah, I have to overpay. Chicago's offense has been so bad at times that it kind of covers up how good the defense has been also at times, Mm -hmm. not totally, but at times. Mm -hmm. If I had that Chicago defense in Washington, that's probably good enough. 
I need a legit number one corner because I ha- I feel like I have a slew of threes. I mean, you know I loved Emmanuel Forbes. I don't love that he's been chucked out there as the no doubt one and just been beat like a kettle drum. But if I can go get a, a back end one in free agency, even if I have to overpay him, who cares? No. Go get a linebacker that you put next to Jamin Davis. You're gonna have to find an edge rusher somewhere. This draft is not great at that. There's slew of them that you can draft in the second, third round. Mm-hmm. ZTF. But that you're a- gonna hear me say that a whole mess of times. ZTF. Google it. He's the other Washington pass rusher. And Jeremy loves him in a way that I've only loved a few other uh, fellers in the history of the NFL draft, and Amon Ross St. Brown was one of them. Oh, okay. All right, planting your flag on that He's a little undersized, but Mm -hmm. I like him a lot. Very good. Okay. But when you you have that A number one pick, that's going to be your generational tackle, right? That's my hope. I prefer Joe Alt. Okay. If it's up to me and all things are the same, I like Joe Alt. Because I think uh, currently they're picking, what, fourth? Yes, and that's that's where Joe Alt should go. Okay. And that's what I want to do. I want to shore up the left side. Um, I, I think you have pieces on that line. You just don't have the you, you don't have the stable force. You don't have the Brandon Sheriff who, who you let walk, and I don't blame you for letting him walk. Mm-hmm. But you need to really spend your free agent dollars wisely. And you've got to prop up Sam Howell. What I'm afraid of is that they're going to think the problem is Sam and not that Sam is the solution and everything around him is the problem, which is where I'm at. Yeah. I also need a tight end. For the love of God, can I have a tight end that could block, I don't know, a soul? One human. I need somebody that could block one human. I don't think Washington's that far away. Yeah. I think that's the most attractive job on the market, and I'm not sure it's all that close. I'd rather have Washington than the Chargers a hundred times out of a hundred. I think with all things considered, I agree with you. Because I've still got be a less cheap pressure. quarterback that's really good. Mm-hmm. And I can, I've got the ability to put pieces around it. I've got a lot of draft capital. I added a second and a third with the, the Chase Young, Montez Sweat moves. The world is my oyster. Which is a great time to say, hey, Washington, call me. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. He's a private dancer, dancer for money. We need to take a break on that one because I, I don't know what you plan on doing for the Washington Commanders, but I guarantee you they do not want those services. Oh. <laughs> the best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. The Ingalls Giving Tree, benefiting Mana Food Bank, will be on display at the Asheville Mall as a reminder of the needs of so many families in western North Carolina. Drop off non-perishable items in the donation barrels at all Ingalls locations, donate online, or at the Ingalls Giving Tree at Asheville Mall so Mana Food Bank can reach everyone who needs help. Nothing can hold back the holiday spirit of giving in western North Carolina. Please help Ingalls Markets, iHeartRadio Asheville, WLOS, and the Asheville Citizen Times ensure Mana Food Bank can fill thousands of empty plates this holiday season. 
the sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Back on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are dumber than a bag of hammers. Yes. That last segment probably proved that to anybody that was still in doubt. I feel like we do a great job of proving that each and every day right here in the sportsocracy. And if you want more of it, you should subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get it, I, on the, uh, get it on the chat here. I reaffirm on a daily basis something that was said about me when I was but a child. That boy grows up, he's going to have a job with his name on his shirt. <laughs> uh, Jekyll said, now that Alexander Madison is out for Saturday's game for the Minnesota Vikings, would you start Ty Chandler in fantasy football? It depends on who the alternative is. Um. Where would you have him, do you think? Would he be like uh, top 20 back this week for you? Uh, I mean, the news just came out, so mm-hmm. I have not done – I haven't done rankings that – Well, no. Uh, down to that point. He No, he's not going to be that high. Okay. He'd be somewhere in the uh, mid, mid to late 20s. I mean, you have there. There are better options. I don't know that you have one. Right. I mean, this late in the season, it's hard to have better options than that. Sometimes, I, I mean, hell, if you're in the, the the quarterback situation, I'm just playing whichever one's healthy and still available <laughs> on my roster. Yeah. This week, uh, you, you got you got the ten that we're all used to. Tua plays the Jets, which I'm not so sure I would be just itching to trust that. But I'm also not sure that you have a choice. Jordan Love could be a top 10 quarterback this week. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? <laughs> Football is drunk. Uh, no one, no one, regardless of uh, how everything uh, shakes out this weekend, I don't think anyone is going to win the week better than Tommy Cutlets won the week last week or has won the week for the last couple of weeks, leading his team to a three-game winning streak. Get your Tommy Cutlet shirt right now at the uh, merch store. It's got the uh, little hand signal on the back. Yeah, yeah. I hope everybody has a wonderful evening. Try to enjoy the Chargers and the Raiders tonight on Thursday Night Football. Or, Or you could skip it, watch a good Christmas movie, and we'll recap it all for you here tomorrow at noon on a Football Friday. You're in the Sportsocracy. We'll see you then.